Dude, I I felt so good today. I can't tell you. Tell Um, me why you felt good. Well, I tell you because uh, I've been eating right and I've been hitting the gym all week and uh, I missed, actually felt like, because I'm not. That's going to kill your knuckles, man. If you're just hitting the gym, I would actually just just go in there and maybe just lift weights or something. Well, Jim's like going there and hit. I mean, Jim's a jerk. So I'd. I'd, You know, I really want to knock him. Been building my muscles by hitting Jim in the face. <laughs> hitting Jim in the face all day. Um, no, nah, dude, but I I felt like I actually kind of missed it today. Like I, I I was full of like kind of energy, and I went for a little bit of a walk, and but I was like, man, I really really wanted to get back in there. But I've been eating better, and and uh, you've been helping me with that, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, just kind of making uh, again. We're back to uh, today in health with Ryan yeah, and right. John on Reasonable Fanboys, because we all know that comic book readers are the pinnacle of health. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like a bunch of listeners are like, "Hey, oh wait a minute, <laughs> oh, no, they're right." <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's um, you know kind of doing the high protein. High fat, yeah. very few carbs. I carbed yesterday, man, dude. I was really low on energy to start my day. I mean, I was just like, yeah, man, dragging. And one of my protein pals at work, she was like, uh, she goes, "You feeling all right?" I said, "Man, I said, dude, my energy." I said, "I am just like struggling. It's like my my caboose is dragging behind me." And She's like, she goes, have you carved? I said, it's been probably a good, maybe four days. And she goes, you need to get a little in you. So I had some bread on my sandwich and some uh, potato, small, small size of potatoes. And it boosted me right up. So nice, man. um, You get, you know, you can't, there's this fallacy of going um, like, you know, carb free. It's great if you want to, if you want to die. I mean, it's a great (laughs) idea to do if you want to perish. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. If you're like, you know what? I really want to eat, but I want to die as I eat. (laughs) Want to be dead. Yeah. Cause we are a carbon based life form. So therefore we do need carbohydrates. They are a huge part of your energy. Uh, But as with anything, if you're just loading up on a lot of breads and donies and stuff like that and potatoes and starch, um, you know, it converts to sugar and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's when you start getting that tire around the middle and whatnot. So yeah, I had to carb a little bit yesterday. Felt really good afterwards. Had a burger with uh, just uh, some, you know, uh, in and out burgers. What I had instead nice. of doing a protein style, had it burger style and just regular size fries and a big old iced tea to wash it down. And it was good. Felt really good afterwards. And I'm back on the uh, pretty much the all protein and nuts thing yeah. today and lots of water flushing the system with water. Yeah, man. Well, that's also saying I've after I picked that up from you a little bit, and we've been talking, you know, off and on about being in better shape and just being healthier. And and if you're needing to shed some pounds, needs to shed some pounds. And I got definitely have a few more pounds than I want. So I don't know. It's good times, man. Yeah, and it's not an overnight good, thing. It's not an overnight thing. You're not going to like nope. you know adjust your. And we talk about diet. Uh, it's not like. I'm going on a diet. Diets don't work, man. And, you know, yeah. if you want to know more about that, email us. We'll have a longer conversation about <laughs> diets. Um, but, you know, when we talk about like diet, we're just talking about like changing some things up. And, um, you know, for me, it was uh, a lot of uh, just, you know, eating, eating some foods that while they tasted yummy and delicious, uh, just eating too much of that and not getting some of the other stuff. And, and so that, that's where I've been. 
and it's yeah. it's been good and switched my coffee from almond milk to uh genuine uh creamer uh so that's where i'm getting some of my um high fat from uh but not really going overboard so there's been a whole lot of different changes here yeah, and there, but it's all been good man had a good dinner tonight it was mushrooms and zucchini and off the grill now, off so, the grill. Off the, off grill, the grill with Ryan O'Farrell. <laughs> off the grill. Off the grill with Ryan O'Farrell. <laughs> I just lost I just lost battery power on my keyboard and mouse. That's a good that's yeah, good. Yeah, right. That shouldn't be a problem. No, no, I don't need those. Why would I need those? Just reach up <laughs> here and reconnect so before we start uh digging into the uh the side dishes and the entrees um i have to ask you ryan did you figure out the name of the big blue guy i even tweeted it (laughs) good good i put it out there i'm glad you found that (laughs) well (laughs) yeah that was fun (laughs) so uh, i and that's the thing man like i have brain farts when we talk a lot and so uh but you're there to like catch me (laughs) <laughs> like you know if i'm stumbling over something you know where i'm at you know we talk I, enough yeah and you're yeah. a good friend enough and so as i'm like going through this little bit of a preview show because we couldn't get together last couple of weeks uh you know just hit that moment where i'm like talking about 500 or thinking about 500 things and talking about trying to talk about only one of them and then yeah then the uh big blue guy <laughs> Big blue man. Big I blue was, guy. Yeah. So I was listening to listen to that in the car <laughs> and I'm driving in your, you know, uh, and, and we can talk about some more of the button here a little bit later in the show is, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're a week or so out from the conclusion of it, but you know, we're talking about the, you know, the wrap up of the button there with uh, flash number 22. And then, uh, it's got a great ending as it's building towards the doomsday clock in November, which is going to be a phenomenal story. At least I think so. Cause number one, it's not going to cross over with any other DC book. It's going to be a standalone book. Nice, Dr. Yeah. Manhattan versus the last son of Krypton. That should be interesting. How will Cal L stand up to Dr. Manhattan? That should be really cool, man. Uh, Jeff John's directly involved in that. I believe he is writing it. So really, that's cool. Yeah, man, it should be really awesome. So, uh, but yeah, I'm sitting there listening to that and you're wrapping it up and you're talking about, you know, uh, reverse flash, Eobald Fawn. And you're like, yeah, and he comes up against the, um, you know, um, <laughs> You know, he's the, um, you know, the um, big blue guy. Yeah, he's the uh, the big, uh, you know, the big blue guy. And I'm like, you got this. I'm driving. I'm like, you got this. It's Dr. Manhattan. You got this. And it, the big blue guy. And I'm like, oh, man, dude, I have got to. Well, I can't, I can't there, let that go by. <laughs> I eventually, I eventually arrived to the conclusion uh, <laughs> that it is Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, but it took, uh, it took quite the. Uh, <laughs> It took quite the journey to get there, um, but yeah, that's and that's why this that's why this show only works as a duet because <laughs> at least hey. with me because dude, whenever whenever I can't think of somebody, I'm always like John, you know, you know, the guy in the yellow suit, you know, the guy in the yellow suit, you know that dude. <laughs> well, hey, I, I still maintain Kristen Stewart has been a great Jessica Jones, so. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. That's right. With her pouty lips and just complete disinterested look and everything that's going on around her. Speaking speaking of which, my, apparently they had like a Twilight Saga like weekend this weekend. So that's what's been no, flashing on and off on the oh television. Oh my gosh. Is there, there has never been two people on screen who have had 
less chemistry. They might as well have had you and I try to smooch on screen, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it would have it would have been more magnetic, you know, the two of us kissing. <laughs> Then watching Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart attend to you know paw at each other for for two hours. <laughs> That's a funny story, dude. Like years ago, uh, Joanna and I, uh, we have Showtime now in the in the TV package we use with uh, with PlayStation View on our Apple TV. Oh, okay. But uh, way back in the day, we we got a free um, and it's back when you know Direct TV. Oh man, I want to say this like around 2000. I don't know. Whenever the Twilight movies made their way to cable, premium cable, yeah, who cares about dates, right? So anyway, it it we had a free Showtime preview, and um, you know, we're going through, and we're like, and so I said, well, let's watch this Twilight, and she's like, oh come on, and this is before James was born, I believe. No, I think he may have been like two or three. Um, okay. anyway, I said, let's watch this Twilight, and she's like, oh, we're not watching this i'm like i said it's free i mean we're getting like showtime free for like the next four days it's on yeah, let's, let's at it. least say we've watched it i mean we can criticize it without watching it but, but that's kind of you know being a little bit of a poser right what if we watch this and we end up actually thinking it's good i mean there was that yeah. possibility right and she's like okay so uh we noticed uh we were it, it was showing a couple times right because when these movies make their way to premium cable they're on like every 30 minutes right okay so we missed one showing we're like okay we're looking at the guy we're like okay there's gonna be another showing on like showtime west or whatever like in an hour so you know we had dinner and got everything ready sat down we watched this movie we watched this this cursed thing from <laughs> literally from beginning to end and i don't know from how credits many to credits right and i don't know how many times we paused it on the dvr live TV pausing and just were like, you know, the forehead rub, like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> what, what? Oh You're man. both so determined to get oh, this out of your system. Grit our teeth and <laughs> we're just going to make our way through this. And, hour and a half movie takes two and a half hours to get through. <laughs> oh brother. And so it was over and she was just like, you know, that, that movie was awful. I'm like, yeah, I said it was so bad. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it or not. You know, they're like playing vampires, playing baseball. I mean, and just uh, come on. I walked in the, I walked in the, you know, and to, to, to be fair, um, we all love our brainless TV show. So I'm not definitely oh, not course. throwing Lauren under the bus here by any no, stretch of the imagination. No. Hey, you, you, you love the brainless TV shows, you know, they're brainless. So you, that's why you watch them. Cause whatever. Uh, but I did it's, walk it's in It's junk food TV, man. We, yeah, we've all, we've TV. all got our favorite junk yeah. food and we've all got our favorite yeah. junk food shows. Um, I walked in, I think during that moment and she's crying, uh, Lauren's during, crying <laughs> during the baseball scene. And I'm like, just like, <laughs> so, it's so romantic, <laughs> just like trying to make no. sense, just trying to make sense of it. So but stupid. And they're flying up in the <laughs> air like, and catching. I the just ball. couldn't say, she's like, just don't say anything. I get it. Just don't. Is All she right. a fan? Like, Is she a twilight fan? Not, like, I wouldn't call her a fan, but Does she read the books. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she right. she yeah. never, if she does, she hides them. So <laughs> instead of she hides them under the, under the mattress, this is a lump. I hope he doesn't find these. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, fast forward them. a little bit into the future. The second one comes out 
and it was the 99 cent rental of the day on iTunes. So I rented it for 99 cents. Okay. And because I'm like, well, I got to see the second one. (laughs) (laughs) I got to wrap this story. You a secret Twilight fan, John? No. Um, (laughs) Just like in the back. (laughs) And Joanna made it very clear. She's like, I'm not watching that. She's like, I'm not. You're I said, alone, oh, and, you know, and I'm like, watching, come on. And she goes, how much was that? I said, a dollar. And she goes, well, you're an idiot. And it's like, you know, <laughs> spending a dollar on that garbage. Uh, so I actually uh, attempted to watch it by myself. Yeah. Well, I got yeah. 45 minutes in. I'm like, done. I'm, Dude, I'm you're, half, you're over halfway in. You mean, I mean, oh, no, I was done. I was done. I'm like, okay. Okay. I mean, just the... You know, and hey, you know, Kristen Stewart, you know, I, I think she's a pretty girl. I mean, she's not unattractive. Robert Pattinson is a good looking guy, you know? I mean, yeah. there's no question about that. But dude, just no chemistry. And, and just the, the writing was so inane. I mean, just God bless Stephanie Meyer. I mean, I don't know what kind of they deal she made with the devil to sell that many books. Homegirl can't write. And seriously, she, I mean, I've read, I've read better menus than I've read, you know, what I watched on Twilight. And from what I understand, the movies re- sound just like the books are written. I'm like, they're oh, pretty close to their source material. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is coming from a guy who read all the hunger games books. All right. Yes. All right. Me Fair and every 13 year old girl read, you know, we read the hunger games together. Um, and those really weren't that bad if you take it for what they are. But uh, yeah, so Twilight. Dude, that was my experience with Twilight. But I just, I love what Kristen Stewart's doing as Jessica Jones. Keep it up, girl. <laughs> Keep it up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Keep doing your thing, Kristen girl. Stewart. All pouty faced. <laughs> God, that'd be a good, that'd be the <laughs> She's so disinterested in everything going on ever, around her. <laughs> no, yeah, just disin. Well, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's Jessica Jones in a nutshell. It's pretty much a disinterest in what's going on, but. Yeah, could you imagine? But, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. It's Kirsten Stewart. <laughs> Can't handle it. Dude, um. All, ap- all apologies to any Twilight, twi- Twilight Zone fans. <laughs> Twilight Zone. Hey, if you're a Twilight Zone fan, good for you. Yeah, if you, if you like the Twilight Zone, you're in good company. Absolutely. <laughs> but all apologies to Twilight fans. If you like it, you know, who are we? We're just a couple of ding-dongs. There's yeah. some dude right now just going, those sons of... <laughs> <laughs> now they've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was with it until now. Yeah. The Doctor Who comments. The, the Doctor Who comments. <laughs> I let that slide, but this is really chapping my hide at this point. <laughs> I can't. I can't let this one go. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. Um, well, man, it was pretty eventful in Phoenix past couple weeks, too, with Phoenix Comic Con happening and yeah. uh, Jason David Frank almost dying. Right. So that was a whole thing. Yeah, we had some, you know, Brian, I don't do the Comic Con thing. Um, Yeah. Can I tell everybody why? I'll tell everybody why. Okay, go for it. it. Well, here we go. It's our show. I don't know. It's time time to grumble. Um, (laughs) uh, It's not about comic books anymore. It's really not. Um, You know, it's, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think cosplay is dumb. I think it's stupid. I'm not down with it. I'm just not down with it. Now, no. I know some of these, these outfits, they look great. They look good. Um, 
you know, you see some really cool Iron Man. I think there was one from the San Diego Comic Con a couple of years ago. This dude did a Optimus Prime suit that was phenomenal. Yeah, like nine or ten feet tall. Yeah, it was really huge. He, he yeah. looked great. But I, I mean, that. wasn't there something else that could be done with your time? I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, well, for understand, those guys get paid God, to go. You know, do I that stuff. I hope to heaven so they did. My, a lot of that's a, <laughs> good. Yeah. I, seriously, I hope they did. Um, a lot of the really good ones, they get paid to tour a little bit, and they they actually uh, make cash out of that. That's so. very cool. That's very cool in that regard. Um, I view Comic Con and cosplay almost like Halloween. Okay. It's an opportunity for people to dress up slutty. All right. Well, yeah. you know, yeah, you sexy bat. You got sexy Batman. You got sexy Superman. I'm not talking about dudes. All right. You know, <laughs> though some of them Ryan are real head turners. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just really not my thing. Um, you know, I thought about going. Uh, I'm glad I didn't because apparently some guy showed up ready to stab people. So uh, glad I wasn't there. Uh, and he got to, you know, if there's going to be one state or at least two states, Ryan, and you're in one of them and I'm in the other, <laughs> but if you're going to show up somewhere <laughs> with some firearms ready to, ready to, to, uh, you know, kick up some dust, there's two pretty red states that go by the names, Arizona and Texas. You're probably yeah. going to be outgunned by the civilians <laughs> yeah, <laughs> walking around like, you. Yeah. Say <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get political on this show and talk about the second amendment, but let's just be honest here. If there are two states in the grand union of the United States of America, where the citizenry is well armed and you don't know it, it's going to be Texas and Arizona. Okay, let's let's call it as it is. Yeah, <laughs> am so, I right oh, on that one? No, am I right? <laughs> hitting the nail on the head, man. Yeah, you. So if some clown is going to roll into Comic Con with a bunch of knives and body armor, there's some dude dressed up as Master Chief and he's carrying a real gun and he's yeah, probably going to shoot that other guy. <laughs> He's got probably got a 1911 tucked in the back pants. Like, That's I don't, right. I don't know what to tell you. Like 45 ACP. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Like, Not the smartest move, I would say, in Phoenix <laughs> to walk into a crowded place and not expect at least someone to be concealing and caring. Okay. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. All politics no, aside, not All the smartest thing, you know. Yeah. No, but I I, uh, I watched, uh, I was able to at least watch his speech to the Phoenix Police Department. Like, he made a statement and stuff mm-hmm. like that to the press. And I tell you, the dude uh, could not have taken it better uh, approaching, like, the subject of being hunted. <laughs> you know, I almost, you know, someone walked into the place with loaded guns and <sighs> knives and body armor. Yeah, his, uh, his knives were loaded. <laughs> yeah, well, he had, he had a, he had a, no, shot, no, he, he had a shotgun. Oh yeah, yeah, it was loaded. Yeah, it wasn't a prop. It was a no, no, yeah. All, he had guns and knives, and they were yeah. real guns and knives. And they were yeah. loaded. Uh, but yeah, so he. But I tell you, he, when he uh, when he approached the um, when he approached the the little stand there and gave his little speech, he, you know, he had something written down, and he goes, he goes, well, this is kind of awkward. You know, he kind of joked his way through it a little bit, but uh, he even posed with uh, John Barenthal um, <laughs> with armor on his neck because I don't know if you know this, but the the yeah, well, I'll say it anyway because not just you, but um, the guy who was going to apparently kill the Green Ranger is what he said. Uh, I'm here to kill the Green Ranger was self-identifying as the Punisher, and mm. so uh, so he and Jason David Frank found John Barenthal and they hugged and, and took a selfie and nice. said, "Here I am with the real Punisher," and he just honestly just glazed right through it, like 
you know, this is just another day, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. like he really did. So props to Jason David Frank. And he's also done Bloodshot and the web series for Valiant. He was Bloodshot yeah. there. So mm-hmm. um, he's definitely no stranger to the comic book world. Uh, definitely not Comic-Con. I mean, he got kicked out of the Power Rangers premiere in Hollywood. So, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's he's a character. And I tell you, um, I'm glad everyone is okay even the perpetrator i'm glad that no deaths had to occur to end correct whatever yeah. happened yeah uh that's always a positive thing that he's getting them the help that he needs because clearly something's going on with yeah him. So, something's misfiring there yeah. yeah so it's good i mean it's good all the way around but i'm glad one i'm glad i, I posted this i'm glad everybody was okay but um i i just wanted to say something about Jason David Frank's uh, reaction to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that, was, yeah, that's outstanding. He, t- <laughs> he just glazed right through it. Yeah. And, like, on to the next show, guys. <laughs> and, you know, and you being a citizen of both states at one time, I have not been a citizen of Texas, though I have been to Texas several times. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> there is another thing that the police and the deputies in both states love nothing more than a rampant gunman <laughs> because there there will be no like the um, excuses have been made correct and the, uh, paperwork can be pushed through that's right there uh, is no such so, thing as shooting to stop in these two states it's like no. yeah right i mean <laughs> no. uh so yeah he's so, very fortunate we've I mean, got a lot more attention on police nowadays anyway and i think we're gonna see a lot more of these peaceful takedowns and yeah i uh, hope yeah. to see more of them so, sure anyway, sure and and here you know and, and before we you know get too heavy um we're not advocating that uh you know law enforcement catches a whiff of a potential sure. issue and you know right. it turns into you know deadpool and and the punisher just you know wreaking you know street <laughs> justice on everybody right um but yeah i mean it's um the fact that it was handled uh the way it was handled nobody was hurt it yeah. was done peacefully um yeah. and you know when you kind of take a look at it from you know a law enforcement you know perspective when you've got you know a lot of people you know walking around uh in costume it it can be difficult to discern what is going to be real and what is a prop right because yeah. i mean a lot of these well you they know, have they have checks and that's how the guy got sure, around he, yeah. he snuck in a back door essentially yeah. But they have weapon. They have a hunt. They have these weapon checks, and apparently, I know in the next Comic Con that they did, all the weapons were like knives, whatever. And so people were walking around dressed as Wolverine with carrots, uh, <laughs> like just mimicking the claws. claws and, yeah, carrots. Um, so good. everybody took it on, you know, took it on the chin, and and had to do what they had to do for the yeah. at least for the moment. Um, but yeah. Yeah, very yeah. But it was you know exciting. Uh, Phoenix Comic Con comes came and went and. So there you go, man. There you go. Another day. Another 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 day. Another another weird comic book fan taken down by the police. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on though. Ten years for Spider Man Three is uh, this week. Oh, okay. Next story. <laughs> Apparently, there's an there was an editor's cut editor release uh, that happened for that movie. Uh, and it was released on Amazon, like okay. just for briefly. And so people saw it and like, how did they, how the heck did they get that up there? There's gotta be all sorts of copyright infringement on that. Right? Well, it was part, it was part of a package deal for the 10 year anniversary for it. 10 and year so they accidentally, cut. I know. Right. So that apparently it was supposed to be, uh, like, I don't know, you know, beyond director's cut, but the yeah. dance sequence is still in there. So I don't know what to tell you about that. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Still one of the worst movies ever made. So uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know how you can make that better. I mean, you know, I I know how you can make Phantom Menace better. Um, you know, because yeah. I mean, hey, 
you know, got on record saying that's not the strongest Star Wars movie of all time. In fact, of the seven, you know, core Star Wars titles, that comes in at number seven. Um, there's no question. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how you could, you know, edit. You can't you know, church spot, up that movie. Yeah, man. man. I mean, that. how much polish can you put on that turd? I mean, it's, you know, keep it shining. Keep it shining. <laughs> We're going to make that <laughs> but turd But I guess if you're, if you're a fan of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man series, that should be hitting a 10-year anniversary box set or something like that soon. Oh, so no, I mean, uh, it's still a popular movie, man. Have fun. You know, it's still popular. I mean, it, it made, made its lot, money. Made its uh, money in the box office. It, it did very yeah. well. It, it, you know, you see it on TV frequently. It's... Uh, you know, you go to the stores, you can find it on Blu-ray, you can find it on DVD. So, I mean, there's a market for it. I mean, people are buying it. So, yeah. what can you say? But yeah, 10 uh, years, good good for them. <laughs> time has passed. That's the only market of thing I could think about to say yeah, about it. Time yeah. has just passed since that movie has come out. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. And it's just a matter of time before Sony gets Spider-Man back and ruins it again. So, oh, yeah, only a matter of time. Well, they're, you know, I heard reports that they're going to be pulling him out of the canon. So, that should be fun. Yeah. After Spider-Man 2, uh, Tom Holland's character, I guess that Peter Parker is going to get pulled out of the MCU canon. So, okay. Uh, just as, just as you do, you know, just that's normal. Yeah. So. Which gets me even more excited for homecoming, <laughs> knowing that he's not going to last. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's still, I'm sure that's still rumors, but who knows if it's true at this point, who knows, man? Yeah. Just write the check, write the check. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get that. Write the check. I, it, yeah. Right. Write it, dude. That's at least on that one. And then make the I same mean, deal somewhere else for fantastic four or leave that, leave that franchise to die and leave it alone. Cause I don't know who can yeah, write that. No, yeah. that is a tough one to put on screen, man. Well, it's a yeah. real tough one. And well, it's just that legacy of just, you know, three just horrible films. But yeah, just, you know, write that check. I mean, just get it back. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, and it seems like we revisit this one on almost uh, every other episode. Having the the best equation that you've got is, you know, trying to have a Marvel universe without Spider-Man is like trying to have a DC universe without Superman. It it doesn't work. I mean, there's enough other characters, but who is... You know, up until probably, you know, Iron Man theatrically, um, who did people think of when they thought of Marvel Comics? You know, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. It was Spider-Man. And who did you think of when you thought of DC Comics? Well, it was either going to be Superman, Batman, and and now, you know, things could be changing now. But and, and Wonder Woman probably coming in at a third or possibly maybe a second um, ahead of either Batman or Superman. But yeah, it just... Well, I mean, he had Green Lantern out, but... Yeah, but you know, like, you know, yeah, he's not the flag bearer for DC Comics. I mean, it's just... Uh, no. Spider-Man is a flag bearer for Marvel Comics. And to... For it to take this long to even get him into the MCU, and now there's this rumbling that he's going to be gone after three films or four films. Yeah, uh, it just—it's like okay, then because well, they're starting to build their own again with Venom's, you know, solo movie and a bunch <sighs> of other stuff. So I, it's like yeah. they're—it's like they're trying to build their own universe, and it's and uh, you know, well, you said it. You said it perfectly. Um, you said you let Marvel do all the heavy lifting, <laughs> and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, we got it from here, boys, and then just fart in its face write the check <laughs> disney yeah. write the check well maybe that's what homecoming will do maybe maybe after homecoming maybe after these maybe after he's in, inside of infinity war and they've seen all of that like once it's on screen 
maybe we'll see a transfer or something happen or maybe we'll see a difference or you, you know, know hey i mean if we if we want to look at the pessimistic side you know uh maybe disney executives have taken a look at the final product of homecoming and said there's we can't fix this i mean Spi- you know i mean we have to be very honest here spider-man on film is a damaged product it's a damaged right. product it 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 doesn't have a stellar you know record it's is damaged and even though his uh, you know debut in in civil war was great it, it's still a damaged character that's going to require work you know to get yeah. and so if there's this whispering from sony that he, you know marvel only gets him for five films including civil war we've got four coming and then if you include civil war that's a total of five sure and he's not even in civil war what a total of eight minutes yeah he doesn't have 10, 10 minutes time. at the max yeah. right so if, if there's these whisperings that he's coming back to sony pictures after you know five films with the mcu maybe disney's just like okay we we're not going to save this on film i don't know man i mean it's i mean we'll get some more into this as we get closer to the to the movie homecoming yeah. is making me very nervous it's making me nervous. And so it's, we know yeah. Disney executives, if, if they've seen the movie, it's ready to go here in less than a month or just a little over a month. Maybe they've seen it and they're like, okay, this is, this is a tall, tall order to, yeah. to, to repair this. I hope that's yeah. not the case. I want to say we're wrong. I want to be wrong. We were wrong about Miss Godot. Let's be wrong. <laughs> yeah, let's be wrong about, you know, MCU Spider-Man. Please. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I would. Yeah, this is another one of those, like, please let us be wrong, um, <laughs> which which means it's probably be true. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, but who knows? I mean, yeah, it's in, not to continue to beat that horse, but it's it's tough, man. It, and that's, you know, what made me nervous about Guardians of the Galaxy or not. Sorry. What made me nervous about Homecoming was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, <clears throat> that's the thing that made me nervous about homecoming uh mm-hmm. was that movie um and the mcu offerings as of most recently have been a have been uh lacking um i think civil war when civil war ended that was that was to me i think the last real big movie that just like hit home uh in a lot of ways with these characters and i feel like i'm missing I feel like I'm missing out when it comes to like Dr. Strange. Like it was a good movie. Dr. Strange was fun. It was, uh, it was Iron Man, but it was, yeah, it was Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange was fun, yeah, but it was Iron Man too. Yeah. yeah. It was Iron Version Man too. Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> guardians, which, you know, listen to our last show. I mean, it had, it had some gems, but you know, yeah. Hey, who, and then, and, and not, I know not what we were expecting yeah. as a follow up. It just wasn't. And I know they're not directly related, but all the TV stuff, all the Netflix stuff has, over the past, you know, since September, since Luke Cage, uh, and man, I'm, I'm feeling empty. <laughs> I'm feeling a little empty. I feel like I'm running on empty with some of that stuff. Um, you know, getting excited about the next MCU movie. I remember thinking about the thinking about getting excited for civil war was easy. Um, oh yeah. Like yeah, being excited no about seeing that the iconic photo between the, the, the blasters and the shield and uh, seeing them, you know, 
Tony and Tony and reactions. Steve face to face on the yeah. on the on the poster, you know, just staring yeah. each other down. Well, in the build up to that too, right? You go, you know, we you go back oh, to the yeah. original Avengers, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, where you know Cap tells Tony, you know, you you, you don't know, you're not going to fall on a grenade, you know. Yeah. You're yeah. go put on the suit. You want you want to yeah. find out what this old man's got? Go put on the suit. We're going to yeah, find sure. out. And exactly. So, that, but I mean, that was the excitement for it. you had you had all this build up. You had all this excitement for this, and then. Uh, you know, Netflix does its thing with the with with two very weak characters and produced two very weak TV shows. No, um, feeble. And well, I would say one was weak and one was feeble. I mean, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. again, yeah. I, I was joking with someone yeah. at work the other day who liked Iron Fist, and I said, "Really?" I said, "You Why? enjoyed the boss battle with Harold Meacham." Meacham. <laughs> I said, "Ward." Yeah, Ward. Ward. <laughs> yeah. Joy. <laughs> why why dad but yeah you but it's like the company <laughs> joy he's making him sound like an old man but yeah it's like you know the, you enjoyed you know danny rand and colleen wing is in the fight of their lives with harold meacham yeah man yeah right we, we we've covered that so yeah, dude, I, I'm with you, man. Feeling I'm with empty. you, and and that's why I think this is a good segue. In case you had anything, unless you had something else you wanted to touch on. Nah, man, I'm good. I think this is a great segue to where we were feeling very um, empty and dissatisfied after this weekend. I am very invigorated with a comic book movie. Yeah, and and DC, who has taken their lumps deservedly, so Ryan will yeah. tell you, I'm a I'm. I can be unreasonable when it comes to some of the DCEU films. I put the blinders on sometimes like, well, there's nothing wrong there. There's nothing to see here. Uh, But we know (laughs) the holes that Dawn of Justice has and that some were plugged in the extended cut, uh, the rated R cut, though that does still have some, you know, leaky, uh, leaky parts to it. Uh, Suicide Squad, very good movie. We went on and on almost a year ago now about how much we loved it and still love it. Though you go back and you watch and you're kind of like, man, they just promised so much and delivered so little, especially with the Joker character, right? And we don't need to revisit that again. But we we cop to that and say, you know, it was a good movie. It was enjoyable. It was fun. We had a great time. Thought the chemistry of the characters was great. But man, what DC promised, they didn't give us. They just gave us... You know, they promised porterhouse steaks, but we got riblets instead yeah. with the Joker. We got frozen steaks. Yeah, and those riblets <laughs> were really good, but you told me I was getting a fresh porterhouse, and I don't know where yeah, that's man. at. Yeah. And, you know, Man of Steel, great film as well, too, not without its issues. But we got Wonder Woman this weekend, and... Uh, you and you know, I hyped it for a while. We did, and I got to tell you, and, you know, there's going to be something, here comes that DC fanboy. Yeah, you're right. It's going to come out a little bit today. Wonder Woman did everything correctly, and I look at the... not I wouldn't say everything. Everything correctly, I would say, to fix my attitude over comic book movies after Guardians Volume 2. Yeah, that's a thing, that, and that's yeah. where I'm living right Not that Wonder you, Woman man. is a perfect movie, because there's no such thing, okay? There's no, no such thing as a had, perfect movie. It had movie. its lumps, and of I don't course. mind talking about them. Yeah, and, and there's a couple that I'm going to point out as well, too, here. Uh, I will say this, Ryan. DC fired a shot over the bow of Marvel with this movie. Oh, yeah. They shot it, like, really close to the deck too like hey all right look over here and the one thing that sticks out to me the most uh about wonder woman 
is the portrayal of a strong female hero can be done. Because the theater that, that my little guy and I went to this morning was packed. And at a, for a 1020 showing on a Sunday morning, it was packed. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it wasn't just little girls wearing Wonder Woman shirts, though there were quite a few of those. There were grown men wearing t-shirts with the Wonder Woman logo on there. Yes, gentlemen, it's okay to wear the Wonder Woman logo <laughs> on your shirt. doesn't make you a weenie, okay? It's totally okay, because Wonder Woman is bad ace. Uh, it was packed with yeah, people, uh, little boys, little girls. And when the movie was over, I looked over at James. I said, what do you think? And he goes, she's awesome. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, you're right. She is awesome. And it was such a great portrayal from someone that, you know, you and I were very skeptical about from the get go. Oh, yeah. And again, we'll wrong, wrong, wrong. We, we take all the wrongs for that. We joked about it. We said we're going to, we're going to have to, we have to remove the foot out of our mouth to slice a piece of this crow filled humble pie. Right. And just start chowing down because that's how, that's how wrong we were. Gal Gadot is yeah. Diana Prince. She is Diana Prince. Yeah. I, I, I don't the know who could casting. fit that role right yeah, now. One I of just the best don't. castings ever. Yep. Iconic again against Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Chris Evans and cap like this is the perfect person for this role. Absolutely. Mm, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And it was a phenomenal portrayal of a strong female hero that yeah. wasn't your typical, you know, big breasts, big guns, tight black leather, black widow. I'm looking at you, honey pot. Yeah. Right. And, and not to say that, and you know, not to say the black widow isn't a great character, but you know, we, my James, and I just watched Iron Man two, uh, a few days ago. And you know, right. that was, that was the introduction to, uh, Natasha, black right? Widow. Yeah. And she could not have been introduced more over-sexualized than oh, what right. she was, right? Oh, yeah. And, well, and the first thing that, that uh, Tony pulls up is all those pictures of her in yeah. lingerie and bras and everything yeah. else. Yeah, you know, and she's, wearing the the tight, she does. and she's wearing the tight, you know, blouse and, you know, uh, when she's, pretty, you, know, you know. Jumps in the ring with Happy. And, yeah, you know, and then we see her in the black leather. And now we all know that Black Widow and Natasha, that is part of her character. We're comic book readers, guys. We get it. Yeah. Okay. Part yeah. of what she does is the sexual appeal. That's all Marvel's given us in the MCU on female characters is really two. Okay. They get into any sort of action. And that's Black Widow and um, uh, Agent uh, Mulder's. No, not uh, a, a Maria Hill. Excuse me, Agent Hill. Maria Hill. And, yeah, and now Colby Smothers. It, Colby Smothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. She didn't play. She yeah. The the character isn't her real name, but Colby but Smothers is from yeah, the X-Files. yeah. Agent Maria Hill. <laughs> yeah, um, portrayed by Kristen Stewart. <laughs> um, and and now uh, you know Scarlet Witch, but yet still, okay. I mean, you've got Scarlet Witch. She's she'll mess with your mind and, but she's not like that. At least from what I'm seeing that character, you're like, okay, you know, you really throw your weight behind that where they had the opportunity, you know, with black widow, they had the opportunity with, Mar uh, you know, Maria Hill. Yeah. And, and what do they do with Maria Hill? Well, let's, let's put her in tight shield clothing and have her swing her hips back and forth and, you know, double holsters and, and, you know, cause guys like hot chicks with big guns and shooting them. You know, yeah. that's what guys like. 
And okay. And here we've got Gal Gadot, who, you know, beautiful woman, stunningly gorgeous. The camera loves her. But holy cow, it wasn't just about that. I mean, it was about the strength, the courage, the honor, the pride. Yeah, man. The compassion. I'm monologuing here. I need to throw it back to you. That, that's just what, <laughs> what really hit me the first thing after seeing this movie. I'm not complaining about monologue, brother. Yeah, but it's your um, turn. It's your turn. This isn't the John <laughs> show here. No, it's not. It's, but it's not. And that's the thing, man. It's, it's, um, I never got taken out of the movie thinking about Gal Gadot. I never got taken out of the movie thinking uh, she was Diana Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a lot of other really good actors do their job really, really well. Everything Daniel Day-Lewis does, for instance, like you never see Daniel Day-Lewis. You always nope. see the character that he's portraying, right? Oh, dude. And that's a little... Gangs I mean, of New York, to, man. Gangs yeah. of oh, New York. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's so yeah. good. He's so and good. I know, and I know Daniel Day-Lewis is definitely a, in the supreme category of actors. Yeah, that the guy makes a movie maybe, like every you know, 20 years. <laughs> maybe not Gal Gadot. You yeah. know, there's a level stretch there i get but he's in a a class all of his own seriously (laughs) but um him and kate blanchett so both of them uh but by the way i am looking forward to her as as hella i'm sorry she's gonna be so good yeah and we tell i mean that's what it is like him and kate blanchett Blanchett just like comes out of nowhere sometimes yeah but i tell you with with gal gadot i did not um i did not feel like i was watching gal gadot like in a lot of other movies, you yeah. feel like you're watching the person playing the role. And this one, I really felt like I was watching Diana Prince and um, her, the way that they wrote some of that script. And, and again, we're, we're going to, we're going to praise it up right now because that's my general feeling on the show is an a, but the, the, it, the it is a comic book movie. Had. So it's going it to have some, movie. yeah, it's, it's going to have movie. some corn nuts in there. Yeah. So. <laughs> But the, and we talked about this a little bit before, but the compassion uh, mm, that yeah. she really like breathes through her role. Um, I tell you, all of her facial expressions, she was so right. expressive yes. through the entire movie. And good call, it, it being out, dude. Good call. Confu- out. Being confused uh, as, as men are making rules about the livelihood of, of people that they never see. And the, the, I tell you, the scene where she is just going to town on those generals about how dare they sit in their, sit in this room they're cowards uh man i could not like get up and like applaud that yeah, enough, right? especially in our current climate mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. of of With people arm, making decisions chair warriors you know right so it was it, those kinds of moments of course that kind of they translate through um you know they, they anyway uh but that's what it was, man. It was it was those type of moments like really pulled me into this movie and I allowed myself to get pulled into those moments. Um and just the the no man's land thing, which you know, you oh. could see that a mile away. Like you okay, like the 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 dialogue before that, that's my cornball dialogue. Like no man's land. There's no man that could cross and I'm like, okay, all right. Like, I am no man. Like, yeah, I was we, expecting like, that line. It didn't happen, like, but I was expecting was a, it. I know. I know yeah. I really like that was the softball of like, well, she's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like of course, you know. Wonder Woman <laughs> You know, just kick the old seventies like, theme song there. <laughs> you know, you did have your cornball like yeah. moments and easy T ball shots of like but men how, versus women. But, but how spine tingling um, was that though when she crawled up and just like you know surveys in in some oh, historical yeah. context that the no man's land was actually a a reality between the 
the French line uh, and, and the German line. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I get what you're saying though. They, they really, you know, wanted to tell us about a million times. No like, man, man land, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> like, you're, you're, okay. yeah, you hit a home run on that one, dude. Yeah. I was, I caught that real quick. So I'm like, yeah, we know where yeah, you're going with this. Yeah, okay. We, okay. We got it. <laughs> Just get her up there. Get, I understand foreshadowing. <laughs> Let's go. So, but yeah, but when she walked up, you know, and she surveys the, yeah, man, the incredible damage. And this is what I really like too, about the way this movie was presented. Um, I cannot wait for this to be on a, on 4k ultra HD. It's going to be like, Oh yeah, man. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, the, the environment that she was raised in, you know, Themyscira, you know, paradise Island as Steve called it. Yeah. You know, bright colors, clear water, green trees. The sun is always shining. There, there's like one climate that sounds like happens all the time. Yeah, 71, 72 degrees. 72 like degrees and, and, you know, <laughs> um, always, whether the sun is up or down, it's 72 degrees. Yeah. And, you know, contrast that to the industrial uh, age of World War One, right? Where you're yeah. just billowing, belching factories, right? And just the scarred earth of of world war one yeah that when she climbed up that ladder to enter no man's land uh even though it didn't flash back to anything you know from themiscira you could tell she's looking at this like what what is this i mean it's just this devastated earth you know and she doesn't know they hit later with aries as well when he's like showing her what they've done and then they and then he paints that picture of this is what it should be you know this is what the land should look like correct you know and then and and look at it look at look at how they've treated it yeah and what they've done yeah and then when she just charges that field you know and deflecting the you know the bullets and I, i think the the best most like I almost want to stand up and be like, yeah, comic books rule, you know, moment was yeah, when she's right. taken the, the, uh, the caliber, the high, high powered caliber machine gun. And you know, it hits her shield and it's pushing her back. So she hasn't fully realized her power yet is this point. Yeah. And yeah. she's just standing there just taking these rounds with this shield. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody's like, Oh, well they kind of got that from Camden America again. Hey, Diana was carrying a shield long before Steve Rogers ever made his way to paper. Okay. So throw that yeah. out the window. Uh, that was a great moment. And, and here you had this strong female, right? And they're all looking at what yeah. she's wearing. They're like, she's going to run into battle with wearing this. Right. Yeah. And she rallies the men, the men charge after her and she's not giving orders. She's yeah. not like you flank here. You flank there. She's just no. like, this is honor. She's leading by example. Yeah. She's this just is honor. Right. And she's I love doing. The, yeah. And I love the shout out she gives yeah. to the sniper too. <laughs> well, not shout out the put down where she's like, so you don't fight with honor. Cause that's how I feel with, you know, like call of duty. Don't snipe me. Fight me with honor, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, It's really easy to sit in your tower and snipe. Um, But you know, she like, she's like, so you fight with no honor, you know? And because she doesn't understand that. Uh, But yeah, dude, uh, just those, those moments like that, where it's like just this kind of babe in the woods and all she, in terms of like human humanity's world, yeah. But all she knows is honor and courage and dignity yeah. and well that yeah. And I love what you said about the facial expressions, man. There's one that really stuck out to me the most in a scene that was kind of designed for humor, but uh I think was starting to bring Diana in line with 
and aligning herself with humans when she eats ice cream for the first time. Oh, yeah. Because when yeah, she goes yeah. to take a bite, she, you know, it barely touches her lip. If you'll notice, I mean, and I'm sure you can see Yeah, she, she did like a double take on it. Yeah, like it hits her lip and she's like, and what? Like, you know, I mean, it's yeah. like she's grabbing this thing that's cold. I mean, it's literally something she's never had before, right? And the right. way she reacted to it would literally be like someone who's never had ice cream. Yeah. And you didn't have to coach her to act like someone who's never had ice cream, you know? Yeah. And then she's like, this is wonderful, you know? Yeah. And sure, you should be it's, very it's, proud. You should be very proud. You should be very proud of what you've made, gender. right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, it, and it's played for some humor. But the way it's just delivered, you're like, wow, man. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, just I, I love what you said about the facial expressions, man. And, yeah. and the, the hurt that she sees over the horses being whipped. She doesn't yeah, understand yeah. why. Because you don't whip horses on Themyscira, right? You, you oh. treat them as equals. Well, it, there's, a, there's a communication. There's yeah. a level. And when he explains to her, he's like, the, he said they're, they're trying to get they need these horses. They need to move. Yeah. They need to go. They need to go. And, you know, she wants to help the, the man with no legs. She wants to help the child. And she's like, we have to keep going. We have to keep going. Yeah. And... I think some of this is going to play into, you know, what we saw with Dawn of Justice where, um, you know, we had a very reluctant Diana, you know, who didn't really want to go into battle. She was getting on a plane to get out of town. Yeah. She's like, I'm out of here. Right. Yeah. And even though it doesn't show it because the movie hadn't been filmed yet, of course, you can kind of what we saw in Wonder Woman, you can kind of get into Diana's brain as she's, you know, boarding that very luxurious jet to fly back home to Paris is she's probably having flashbacks to that moment where, you know, yeah, I can't do everything just like Superman can't do everything. He can't be everywhere at one time. And that's why it's going to draw her to the league, right? Because it's working together together. We can accomplish so much more, but I'm sure she was having those flashbacks of like, I need to get involved here you know, with doomsday and, and what yeah, was going yeah. on in Metropolis. But yeah. Oh, there was total. I mean, and that's the thing. And we can see how hiding has treated her and we could see how, cause she's been not in the front of anything, you know, ever uh, apparently, you know, we can see that since world war one, since she lost, um, I can't remember his, his Steve name Trevor, now. Steve Trevor. Yeah. Uh, ever when losing him was a, was a blow to, was a blow to her about losing, you know, and she lost uh, her her trainer and Themyscira, who was her, her aunt. Her, you know, her guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her aunt. Um, and she cannot return either. And she, yeah, she cannot. She cannot come go back. back to Themyscira. She cannot return. Uh, so there's there's a lot of loss that she suffered after, and and that's what I think. I and I I would hope people wouldn't get lost um, trying to find the dis the uh, the, the un- inability to parallel between those uh, like back and forth between the beginning of how disinterested she seems to fight doomsday and to get involved because she does seem disinterested after the end of wonder woman, where she seems kind of pumped up about, you know, being there to help everybody. Yeah. But and and you've got to realize after, after what a uh, hundred years at yeah. that point, really almost a hundred years uh, has passed between her moments in world war one to that point. And she's been observing. Cause I mean, she's got this amazing collection of artifacts, yeah. Right. So she's been collecting yeah. things and like World War Two still happened. Yeah. Like we're she, not like she chose, Vietnam War still happened. She chose not so, to get involved. And, and it had like, she been active yeah. and involved, uh, there's a guy in a certain cave who would have known about it. 
He would yeah. have, he would have figured it out. Even though we know that Lex Luthor kind of figured something out because he did have files on her. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that much we know, but yeah. And, and I, and I wonder too, at the end of the movie, um, oh, by the way, I guess we should have told people we're giving spoilers here. Um, <laughs> though, though, Hey, if you haven't seen it and you listen to us anyway, there, there's no end credits. There's no mid credits. So we're not like, you know, saying, Oh, Hey, wasn't that awesome? When like green lantern showed up. Okay. I mean, none, none of that happened. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you don't have to worry about that. There's, there's yeah. a couple of illusions to bruce wayne some you know briefcase she gets that contains a photo and then she composes oh, yeah, the wayne enterprises wayne stuff. Enterprises. And of course like that that suitcase shows up from yeah wayne and in the armored right. car and then she writes an email to bruce at the end of the movie yeah. um so yeah that's really the only connections you're getting to anybody from from justice league in this movie which was nice actually i thought i didn't yeah, yeah. feel over no one was shoehorned in with yeah no one was shoehorned like, in or anything yeah we didn't yeah definitely didn't feel the the pressure to to include you know batman or anything yeah which i'm glad because i'm i'm sure that may have been tempting you know to have you know rather than writing her an email she does a video online conference call with bruce (laughs) or something right but uh i i wonder at the end of the movie you know she she writes bruce the email and then she hears uh thunder which we know (laughs) she was correct that that wasn't thunder right that she was hearing during the war she hears explosions going off and at least something enough to get her attention makes me wonder if that's the lead into justice league and potentially like, you know, the dark side invasion of, ah, it's possible of earth. And that's why she very quick, cause she, she looks off into the horizon and you don't really see anything, but she didn't see anything either. I I was trying to catch something. Yeah. But but she sees something. She sees something that gets her like, I'm Okay here we go. Right. I need to get in this. Yeah. So, um, or it could just be, maybe she just heard an explosion off in the distance. And because of how she aided Batman and Superman in Metropolis, she's back. To she's, being, back. she's back. And she's she, back to being that person. Yep. And she's not afraid if the world sees her because the world has yeah. already seen her, right? They, they saw yeah. her in action fighting with yeah. Kal-El and, and Batman. So, yeah. um, I thought it was a very cool way to end the movie, uh, on that. And, yeah. um, let's talk about those fight scenes, man just it was so refreshing to see a good fight scene i can't tell you like after after iron fist i've been like itching for just a really good fight sequence there was some cgi in there but homegirl was doing a lot of her own work in that man it's very clear oh, yeah, that when she goes to like flip around like crazy of course yeah but there was a lot of well she's you know israeli army trained so there you go i don't know if i would uh, mess with miss gado and <laughs> i know? mean if you know anything about the israeli army those guys and gals they're not jokesters they they take their yeah. duty very serious and it's also very mandatory yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, i'm sure gal Gadot can hold her own um, if if need yeah, be. She's, yeah. she's been real people fighting trained, so yeah. <laughs> she kind of knows so what I, she's doing a little bit. Yeah, she knows what she's she knows what's happening. Um, but yeah, I th- I think uh, you mentioned the CG and it the uh, the CG during the fight scenes didn't bug me um, really almost at all. No, but that opening that opening sequence was an eye burner. Uh, I was I was having a rough time. With yeah. those opening sequences. Uh, opening sequence, uh, like when the what? Amazons were fighting the Germans? No, 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 no. Just the opening sequence, like when the movie started and they were going over Themyscira and they were showing like young, young girl Diana oh, yeah. running around Themyscira. You didn't like that? The CG was so rough. Huh, okay. Oh, man. That I, was I don't a, know that was a it was real little it was girl, my though. theater, but... That was a real oh, little girl. Was, no, 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 no. The landscape CG. Oh, okay. 
a lot of like when she was on the like the center platform practicing kicks with her aunt and they were doing things or she was oh. like practicing little moves oh, and okay. they would have okay. like this really big wide shot okay and it was just there was i don't know there was a at the beginning of the movie i i had a rough time like sitting it was just a really rough cg job to me okay but all right maybe i was watching it on a i don't know <laughs> i was at a cinemark so i thought it would be good enough but who knows probably not <laughs> no i mean i don't know i i i didn't feel that way um you didn't you didn't have that experience this <laughs> It's going to sound really bad. <laughs> Context is king. Um, I was focusing on the little girl and her and her pretending to fight. Um, I know that sounds really bad. No, yeah, that was John awesome. John was focused on that. the little girl yeah. in the movie. No, no but Jeez. I was just that, that um, just, just staying true to that Diana character that even at that yeah. young age, she was like, yeah. I, I need to fight. I want to be a part of this, right? So oh, it's part of her um, bones. I am saying it, it. We should yeah. tell everyone we're recording on, you know, Sunday, June 4th. The movie's been out two days. June 5th, my wife and I are going out to go see it together. My little guy and I saw nice. it today. Yeah. We're having the date night tomorrow night. Um, Cause Joanne's like, oh, we're seeing it too. Right. And I'm like, yes, my dear. Cause she loves wonder woman. She's a big wonder <laughs> oh, woman nice. fan. So I was like, of course we're seeing wonder woman in the theater. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I'll be on the lookout for that tomorrow and I will, I will groan loudly when I see it. <laughs> oh, oh brother. Oh, they're really <laughs> screwing this up. <laughs> <laughs> way to go unlike guardians 2 where everything looked real and natural perfection <laughs> no there was just it was landscape stuff it was okay. honestly it was honestly like in the scheme of like the whole movie didn't i mean i wasn't about to walk out or anything <laughs> you just throw your popcorn well, up in the air. this is ridiculous come on lauren we're getting out of here <laughs> This is ridiculous. <laughs> never, see, I've never been so appalled. <laughs> but the, yeah, there was some there was some rough CGI moments for okay. me. Okay, uh, but right. there was I mean, but the opening sequence of the girl and stuff like that was great, man. She yeah. that little girl was really great, and the teenager that played her as well. And did you uh, notice too? They they made sure to find uh, a teenage girl and a little girl who had a very similar Israeli accent to Gal mm-hmm. Gadot. Yeah. Right. She just didn't go from like being, oh, but mother, I wish to fight with the Amazons. Because <laughs> everyone's British, okay. right? If you're foreign oh, yeah. in a movie, you're British, oh, right? Gre- yeah, it's Greek or British. Greek yeah. or British. Uh, I'm surprised the German soldiers didn't have British accents in this movie. Uh, <laughs> well, it wasn't it wasn't Tom Cruise playing German oh, soldiers. Oh, so Valkyrie. <laughs> Not even going to attempt a German accent because I'm Tom Cruise, right? Which, Mal by the set. way, hold on. Let's put one. Wonder Woman on pause. Okay, the mummy. No, Ryan, I am not looking forward to that at all. That's all you, buddy. You tell me how that was when you go see it. What did I say? I was looking forward. Yeah, on to the it? last one. Yeah, you're like, we got the mummy coming. It's gonna be part of the MonsterVerse on the little preview show from last week. I think you need to listen to that again. You I need, sound like no. I think time. you said you were looking forward to it. Maybe I do need to listen to it. You but I heard that. And I'm like, time. you are on by myself island with. <laughs> that one right. oh i don't think it's gonna be good by any stretch of the imagination i think it'll be i think it honestly be like a fun kind of summer movie uh but That's i think a the, the wait for adept, hbo for me wait uh, yeah. for hbo oh. <laughs> but i think the attempt at making this like dark universe is okay. a long shot I think that's going to be a long uh, shot. My, my theory is this is a one and done. 
when it comes to the MonsterVerse. That's how I'm feeling. Hey, we've seen worse movies. Well, we've already gotten this summer's <laughs> Battleship, and that was King right. King Arthur. King Arthur. Uh, but we're, yeah, we're I actually exp- saw people leaving the theater of King Arthur last night while we were walking. Why? Around and I'm like, why? What were you guys like? What? What, what happened? Did you buy the wrong movie like accidentally? And where's like, Wonder the Woman? <laughs> like, I know she's going to show up in this eventually. She, she, I knew it was. Ba- I knew it was supposed to be old, but why geez. is the candy ass from Sons of Anarchy and Wonder Woman? This, this is way. This seems way back. That's right. I called. I, I called Charlie Hunnam a candy ass. That's right. I did. He's a candy right. ass. Go for uh, it, Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy. Could barely hide his Australian accent in that show. Uh, yeah, dude. Why? We've already had like King Arthur. Should we get yeah. some context? When I say like Battleship, I don't. Maybe you and I talked about this on the show. I don't remember. Okay, so we'll come back to Wonder Woman. I know Woman. we've talked about it. Okay, we'll come back to Wonder Woman. Hang tight, guys. Don't worry. If, if, when did Battleship come out? About five years ago? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I, I mean, that's the thing. I don't even know. Okay, so so when I say this summer's Battleship, when Battleship came out with Liam Neeson, I think Taylor Kitsch was in it, I think, as well, too. Um, There was, a couple, there was another big name in that movie. I forget. But... It was like going to be this big blockbuster movie. And if you remember, there's like battleship, like promotional stuff everywhere. Do you remember that? I mean, oh, it was yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I remember the promos were, oh, were everywhere. It was everywhere. And that movie, no, no pun intended, sank. I mean, literally, you sank my battleship. I mean, that thing was a dud. All right, dead on arrival. I actually watched it on HBO and I was like, this movie it just is terrible. It is so bad. And that, and I, I forget who put it out. It may have been 20th Century Fox. Lost. I mean, they took a bath on this thing. I mean, like, they're probably still paying for this movie, okay? <laughs> and so, since then, it's kind of been like this thought in my head. Well, what's going to be this summer's Battleship, right? Because Battleship was right, supposed to be yeah. like the big summer blockbuster. And obviously, and so far we've gotten, you know, King Arthur has been this summer's Battleship. You could probably say Baywatch. That that's that tanked hard. I, I gotta say, man, I have a feeling the Mummy could be our third battleship. Oh, I think it's yeah. I think yeah. it's gonna go. I don't think it's gonna make a ton of money. Tom Cruise and his cheek implants. <laughs> that dude's had some plastic surgery, man. He doesn't look right. That's <laughs> <laughs> the. It's like half of his face is like starting to fall. <laughs> What's happening? Do you ever watch his thing with Matt Lauer? From when he was doing that whole, you're told Matt Lowry's glib when they were arguing like over like Adderall and ADHD and he was doing his <laughs> Scientology remember. thing. Yeah, you should look that up. It's pretty good. It's like from 2005. It's pretty good. Okay. So I'm back sure to, I've seen it anyway. All yeah. right. Back to Wonder Woman. Enough of that garbage. Um, where, where were we at with Wonder Woman? <laughs> I can't remember. So it was also good. Uh, let's talk about a couple things that, that had me going, um, hmm, you know, I going, hmm, right. Oh, we're talking about the fight scenes. Um, you know, when she's obviously when she crossed no man's land, uh, when she went into the village, uh, you saw a lot of that that in the trailer, but oh yeah, that the trailer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But expanded on more, uh, she figures out her strength when she overturns, you know, an armored, uh, you know, battalion, uh, carrier. Yeah. Yeah. She's starting to realize her strength. She gets pushed and like shoved into a tank and then just kind of like gets up and, she kind of does that little facial expression she did in Dawn of Justice after Doomsday gave her a big wallop. 
And she yeah. just kind of like, you know, rubs her chin and like, hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like what you're doing, <laughs> Doomsday. Right. She kind of gives one of those like, OK, all right. We're, I get we're to done. turn it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, scene that I love the most. It was in the trailer, but that's OK. Uh, when she burst through the window. Um, and you get a side shot oh, of her yeah. coming out the window and she's got the shield Iconic. and the, yeah. in the, in the German soldier, like stuck on the shield, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, super we, iconic. That was great. Yeah. So when you talk about t- lifting directly from the comic book page and putting on yeah. screen, one thing that you can say that the DCEU has done consistently well oh, yeah. is taken iconic pieces of comic book and putting it on the screen. Whether it's, you know, uh, Batman hanging from a gargoyle like he did in Dawn of Justice, which was taken from the Dark Knight Returns, uh, to Superman flying in midair with lightning striking behind him, which is a, you know, iconic picture of of Superman, uh, to Harley Quinn, the way she would stand with a bat, you know? Yeah. All iconic imagery. And that scene of her just bursting through and looking strong but yet majestic and still beautiful like all in the same time where you're like i'm falling in love with you and i'm scared to death of you at the same time i love that line too where he's yeah. like he goes i love her and she terrifies me um yeah it was great and and when he did that i i was expecting a reaction from james and and he delivered when they, he, when she burst through that and they slow oh, it yeah, down, yeah. he goes, Whoa. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is a whoa moment. That's, that's yeah. Diana, you know, just being, you know, the warrior, the warrior princess. But yeah, yeah. all those battle scenes were, were choreog, you know, the choreography was really great. Yeah. Um, I don't know, anything else that you want to add to that? The use of the lasso as a whip, I thought was a cool, um, oh, it was awesome. You know, not so much used in the in the comics quite a quite a bit. But like, you know, she can use it not only as a device to attain information, but she can also use it as a weapon when she needs yeah. to as well. Yeah, which I thought was very cool. Uh, anything yeah. that you wanted to add uh, to the fight? I mean, <laughs> no, but it was that. Um, so the first time we hear the Thunder Woman, or the Thunder, the Wonder the Thunder Woman, Woman. <laughs> the Thunder Woman, uh, the Wonder Woman theme is when she busts into that house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the trailer, you yes, know, in the trailer yes. and all those German soldiers, soldiers are there and. And everyone starts playing slow-mo. air guitar like the dude sitting next to you in the theater. So that's what happened, dude. And I'm so yeah. mad. Tell us about this guy. Because this I had a obnoxious good, yeah. piece of butt. <laughs> like tell the reasonableness about the clown that you unfortunately got to sit next to during oh my Wonder Woman. Gosh. So, uh, well, the movie starts and all the trailers start going through. I'm going to go through the whole thing. So the movie starts and he, we start watching the trailers and of course, like Transformers trailer hits and there's this like really weird. I was telling John about this. I was like, there's this really weird trailer that came up in the beginning. It was like 30 seconds. It was like called Professor M or something like that. And it was like 30 seconds long and you could tell it was intentionally confusing. Uh, but you know, the comedic timing of this, of this jackhole is just so spot on, uh, <laughs> that, uh, it's this weird, really dark thematic trailer. And then at the end of the trailer, of course the theater goes silent and you can hear people eating popcorn, or whatever, but you truly, you know, the trailer goes silent. That's what you're yeah. hearing. Goes yeah. Silent. yeah. So, so the boom goes silent and all of a sudden this, you know, comedic genius over here with his excellent timing just goes, what? Again, <laughs> super funny. I know these are just landslide, just, just like landslide jokes here. Um, 
and he just thought it was so funny. He thought he he was so funny. And so of course, like then the was you he know, was he on par with my bellowing woman at Logan? <laughs> I think so. I think they're best friends. They must be no, Facebook. They're probably friends. related. Yeah. Um. And then the of course like the the uh, what's his face the, the stupid transformer movie trailer comes on and so he's like in the middle of that trailer emphasis like, on stupid <laughs> yeah well he's in the middle of that trailer like showing his cool guy routine and just like making a big show of giving it a thumbs down like at the screen and like oh yeah stupid I'm flipping <laughs> exactly. you off on the camera <laughs> am I imitating that guy <laughs> yeah super you know again we all want to know what this guy's thinking so he's given us the uh, example of what he's what he's going through and then and then the um, and then he's the, giving you a glimpse then, into his mind Ryan oh, and then uh, you know making a big show about it and then that new Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson oh, movie comes on gosh. and of course that's a laugh riot well Ryan anything with Ryan from, Reynolds is worth wetting your pants over the guy's a genius <laughs> this is the problem i like ryan reynolds i like what he's been doing lately i think he's a good actor uh he's done some really neat independent stuff yes, right before like yes. deadpool hit i don't mind him as deadpool i think he's a perfect deadpool green lantern think, still like, his best portrayal ever i don't care yeah, what people like, say yeah. green lantern was his was was his top peak notch. top notch <laughs> So, but like, but I, I don't mind the guy at all, but I mean, not every hits a home run. You know what I mean? No, and every no, Samuel L. No, Jackson movie is not a home run. And, and this is one of those movies where I'm like, okay, it's a comedic buddy action movie. It's like another buddy comedy. It's a, it's got, it's, now these two are teamed up. Oh buddy. What are we going to get into now? Um, Hi, Jinx and, and Sue. Yeah. Hi, Jinx and Sue. And this guy just, I mean, flavor of the month, you know, flavor of the month fred over here just laugh i mean just yucking it up thinking that's oh, giving it a thumbs up um i mean just am i imitating him right just oh perfect yeah mm, yeah oh that's gonna be good talking to his girlfriend oh it's gonna be good it's gonna be good it's gonna be good you know i could hear him eating through the entire movie <laughs> just, just the obnoxious movie goer <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> so, anyway, the only, the only thing worse is the gamer with the mic in his nose. <laughs> for our for our fellow gamers out there, you know what we're talking about. You get this, <laughs> just constant. So, all right, I'm fast sorry, man. forward. Keep going. <laughs> right. So this is setting the stage for this this jackhole. So <laughs> we get to. The, one oh, of the I'm best sorry, moments. The table, I'm sorry. Nah, I've been hitting stuff all day. Um, we get to the one of the most iconic sequences in this movie where she busts into that room with all those German shol- yeah, right. soldiers and she breaks the gun on her back kind of thing. And, and I tell you that they turned on the theme for the first time in that room. Yes. That's when the first time you hear that awesome, oh, awesome Wonder riff. Woman theme. Oh, it's, it's so good. It, dude, it's going to be, it's an iconic riff. It will, it will be forever associated yeah. with Wonder Woman. Right. Yeah. Oh, introduced yeah, in Dawn of Justice perfect. when she showed up. Oh, it's and great. then like yeah, awesome. dude. Yeah, it's perfect. Gets me pumped up in the morning. Absolutely, know? dude. Like it's such a good riff. It's such a good theme. So all of a sudden, boom! This theme hits, and next to me there is so much commotion that John, I missed. <laughs> oh no! I missed almost half of those sequences oh it was so so good. i missed the bust in i missed the i missed oh. half of the room i caught a lot of it but like during really? the beginning like 
it only I only got the flash to the gun breaking. I didn't see how it got there. Oh and no! Like, oh no, dude, my heart yeah, breaks dude. for you right now, dude. It was so, so good. It was so good because there was so much commotion. I had to look to my left to figure out what's going on. This jackass is dancing in his seat, and he's just and I gotta because I couldn't explain this to you. Yeah. Where okay. We so went, so can I describe it as you're doing it here for everybody? Yeah, it's pretty great. Okay. So where we went was a recliner. Like they had recliners, you had to pick your seat. Oh, okay. Uh, but this wasn't so Alamo. We, you didn't go to the Alamo, though. I didn't. Unfortunately, okay. I okay. did not go to the Alamo. And every time I don't go to the Alamo, <laughs> there's 500 reasons why yeah. I should have gone to the yeah. Alamo. Joanna and I are going to do so, the Alamo tomorrow, just because we want it to be a little bit more high class. You know, have, for when her have and I a go. blast, yeah. dude. Because yeah. you would be able to write a little note to the management to say, "Hey, can the jackass next to me stop talking? Yeah, uh, and stop dancing." Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. We're here to watch uh, a movie, not, you know, yeah. Dance Club USA in here. He was out to impress this girl. I don't know if it was his girlfriend or whatever, but he thinking well, that Ryan, nothing impressive. impresses a girl more than dancing than, during the than middle of a movie. In a movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. They really, dude, I have, I have much. had so much success with that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <That's> in my, <laughs> that was the, the, you and Joanna. So went and saw flash dance and then yeah. you were dancing in the movie and then she was just like, that's my, you, dream you have to wait for the moment to be just right during a movie. And it doesn't really matter what movie you're watching. To yeah. be honest with you, it's and, got a, it's got a music in it, and then you just start dancing. You're like, "This is where the iron strikes." <laughs> this is, woo, buddy. This guy's a real. So he, this guy's a real dill pickle. He's a real ding. <laughs> That's about as PG dude. as I can get right now. Dill pickle. This guy's a real dill pickle. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so mind you, we're in recliners. So we're, I mean, legs are out. Like we're all you're comfortable. Just, hey, you're comfy. We're comfortable. Yeah. And he's got. He's in the recliner. He's in the position. Ready? Yeah. And so, all of a sudden, he j- he's just reclined back, and he just starts doing this move. Okay, so Ryan is sitting back, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> "How do I even describe this?" Aggressively Cheese throwing and my rice. shoulders okay, back. He's leaning back, and he's like. <laughs> Shaking his shoulders back like and forth. Like like sh- it's an aggressive shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> like so imagine Ryan is shaking his boobs at me. Shimmy. That's essentially what he's doing. <laughs> an aggressive. Yeah. And he's like grabbing his girlfriend's hand and he's like forcing like she is not playing. She's like she's got to be like what the what heck? Are, what are you She had to have been so embarrassed dude. Oh my lordy. But he's just not, he's in, in just the, the self-awareness, like part of his brain just, just, just is gone. not there. It's gone. <laughs> so <laughs> I look it's over. Just, he left it. He left it at the door. Here, I'm leaving, I'm leaving my self-awareness right here. I'll pick it up when the movie's over. <laughs> he left it at the, he left it at whatever five doors back. I don't know oh where you put God. it, but he left it there and it stayed there. And he thought it was, he thought he was the funniest guy in this, in the theater. Oh, man. Just an obnoxious, that obnoxious, like belly laugh. To <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Everyone's there to crap. see him. So anyway, so, so this guy starts doing that. I look over at him and he's like grabbing his, he had grabbed his girlfriend's arm or hand and he's just moving it back and forth as he's like wow. doing his little dance move. And then I'm looking at Lauren, who had the unfortunate oh. seat next, right next to him. Oh, this poor. I'm <laughs> looking at my wife, and she's just looking at me with this face. And when you're when you've been together, we've been together for what over uh, ten years, so or twelve years at this point. Yeah, um, we've been together for that long. Been married for less, but you know when you look at your partner's face and they tell you everything in an eye, you know, <laughs> just like this facial expression. Yeah, and you're just like. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sitting next to him though. <laughs> like, I love you. 
<laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to trade seeds. We're not trading seeds, babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> we've been in the relationship way too long. <laughs> like, it, it, we've been dating like three months. I'd have switched seats with you. <laughs> we've been together for 12 years. Um, that's the seat Look, you lady, you know sorry. what you're getting, and I am not switching <laughs> seats, okay? No, she, oh, man. <laughs> but no, nah, she was terrible. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it gave us a plenty to talk about on the way home and, and, and laughing at this guy. Well, and, you know, and feeling it just, sorry for this, this, whoever who wants to stay with him because it's her choice. It's not like she's forced into this relationship. Well, what a, but what a terrible, somebody I mean, just, I mean, you know, like you said, the self-awareness, you know, at least I can say the, the lady that was in front of me and her significant other. Yeah. At least during the movie, once Logan started, uh, they they didn't carry on. I mean, just really the the only time that it was really an issue was during the hilarious Deadpool two, you know, oh, trailer. Yeah. Well, of course, hilarious was the only time that she really uh, you know made an ass out of herself. But um, dude, I'm sorry, man, because yeah, that just that blows, dude. Because I mean, that is you know you saw Diana training in the movie, yeah, man. But this yeah. is where she, you know, and even and though she, she kicks cr- in and she like yeah. starts to really, even kick though she crossed no man's land, butt. this is where she's just you know like really showing how outmatched a human it turns up is with her. Right. Yeah. And, and as she's learning her powers and by the time you get to the end of the movie, she discovers that the story that she was actually told by her mother isn't true unless Aries was yeah. lying to her. But I don't think that he was. I mean, no, I Aries was, was a lot of truth. things, but he's not a liar. Right. Yeah. Um, I think he was telling her the truth. Yeah. That, that she is the actual she's the weapon yeah. offspring of Zeus. And yeah. the story that her mother tells uh, is not right. Now you could you could probably make the argument that her mother was the uh, you know that did give birth to Diana, and she and she knows uh, what the goal is. She's just trying to protect her from it, and so she's going to tell yeah. her this story that she wanted her so bad. She sculpted you know a child out of clay and prayed to Zeus and asked Zeus to make her a real child. And he granted that wish. And then we find out that, no, no, you're actually Zeus's baby girl, right? You are a God, a goddess. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, by the time the move that the movie has ended, she's fully realized her potential as right. a God. And then really who can stand up against her? Uh, you know, really Superman, you know, could yeah. go toe to toe with her. Maybe. Uh, well, I think Superman could probably beat her. Uh, but she's going to give him a fight. You know, he's going to know well, that's it. That's the thing. That's, yeah, he's well, going to know the, it. Here's, here's my argument on that one. I, I think with, as it goes to like Diana versus Kal-El, right? You've got an alien power. You've got an alien being from another planet uh, who is empowered by the, sun. the yellow sun. Yeah. As long as he's that got that yellow that sun, power. he's going to be. That gives him that you know, that strength and the speed and the, yeah. and the, and everything else. Now it's obvious that Diana can react to bullets. Uh, she has no problem being as almost seemingly as fast as soups. Um, but she can fly. And we've, yeah, we're now seeing like she these moments of either yeah. long jumps or, and, it, it, and, and she can kind of glide moments down. Of the float, like yeah. The she kind of floats float. down. Yeah. She can float. But we down. haven't seen her fly in a, in a way yet. Yeah, like so she does in the that, comics. Cause she flies in the may, comics. Yeah. And that, and that may happen later. That may be more fleshed out later. We just didn't yeah. need to see it right now. Um, but that's my, here's my kind of argument on that. So you have, I think in Kal-El's case, I see a limited power 
that is still very high. Like he's still got a very high level of power, but I believe there is a limit. But with her mm. being a god, how do you measure that? Yeah. How is that power measured? Does she did she reach her full maximum? Because when she killed Ares, she literally killed a god. She is the god killer. So true. And I don't know if that's maybe foreshadowing as a you know jacked up Superman being God, but um, but I don't know, man. Like I got God among men, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. But I I I don't know. I feel like I feel like they may be matched, but when at the end of the day, if if Diana gets pushed too hard, um, you don't know where the limit of power comes from. Just like you can't weigh the Mjolnir, like you can't weigh that thing because only. Thor can lift it and Steve can jiggle it like yeah, just a it, touch, it, right? It, it yeah. flinched. Yeah. <laughs> it flinched with Steve, yeah. but, but you can't weigh it. It doesn't weigh anything Correct. just because it's, it's the, the power doesn't exist that way. Yeah. And I think that might be Diana's interesting. I'd be yeah. interested to see that, but that's mm-hmm. kind of my little fan theory about it. No, no, so, I mean, I think that's a good theory uh-huh. because you know, when you, when you think of like earthbound, you know, heroes, uh, definitely, you know, Superman come, I would say pretty much leads the charge, you know, in terms of of power, uh, you know, new 52, you know, they had the, the relationship between Diana and Superman. And you and I have joked that really the only uterus on earth that could really house (laughs) Cal L's child would be, well, you know, Diana would be Diana's. (laughs) Yeah. would be Diana. Right. And so (laughs) but that never, never really fleshed out in the books on that one. Um, apparently, (laughs) yeah, imagine apparently Lois did okay because you know, uh, Superman's got a son. So (laughs) that theory went out the window, but yeah, it's the the mighty uterus of Diana can handle Cal L's child. (laughs) Like, like he's just going to be just rowdy, you know, while he's in development down there. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting, interesting theory. You know, I, I probably not one we're going to see fleshed out in the movies. I don't, I, I don't so, know if the DCEU could withstand another, you know, versus at least this early in the game. No, it's, I mean, it's just a goofy theory, yeah. but that's, that's kind of where I came. That's where I, I'm with it. I'm, I, I'm with you on that one. I lean more towards Superman just because that sun is always burning. Right. Sure. And even, yeah, w- even sure. when it's, cause he's just one big solar battery. Right. Essentially. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, the reverse is true. If a human goes to Krypton, the red sun does to us what it does to him here. The soups. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would I probably just lean more towards soups because, I mean, the sun is always going to come up and he's and he's sure. constantly taking in energy from that sun. So even if sure. the sun were to burn out, he is going to go for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but you know, when you look in the comics, anytime that he would have to go deep space, he just didn't, you know, fly and burst into deep space. He did wear a suit that artificially produced yellow sun rays UV, yeah, for yeah. him UV because he knew the farther he gets away from our yellow sun, the harder it is for him <clears throat> to charge up. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah that's interesting though. Uh, but yeah, good grief. I hope we don't see a wonder woman versus Superman. No, I don't, soon. I don't think we will. <laughs> I hope not. I, th- I just think they're, they're pretty evenly matched, uh, characters and they provide a strong strength front to the Trinity. there. Yeah. So. And, and what, yeah. Cause I mean, definitely with the Trinity, you have, you know, the wisdom of the gods with Diana, the, the tenacity, and of the of human of humankind with Batman, right? Right. Who possesses no superpowers, but 
He knows if he's he ha- rich, if, though. Yeah, he's rich. <laughs> and, and if he's got to go into battle with, say, like Wonder Woman, he's going to know what he can use. Uh, whether yeah. it's something mentally, physically, he's going to find a way to exploit a weakness and use yeah. it. And then with Superman, you've got the, you know, the otherworldly ideal, the conflict of two yeah. natures, right? The, the wisdom of, of knowledge of space and what lies yeah. beyond earth. Right. So yeah, it's, it's a great balance between the three. So let's yeah. talk a little bit. We, we've really gushed over wonder woman. Um, Let's talk about a couple things that that didn't sit so well with us because it's going to happen, yeah. right? I mean, it yeah. is a comic book movie. So, like we said, it's going to have its corn nuts in there. There's one specifically for me that that kind of stood out towards the end that really had me scratching my head. And it's like I don't know if this was really necessary, though. I do see a necessary storyline wise. Did Steve Trevor really? Again, spoilers, everybody. Uh, did did Steve Trevor really have to commit suicide uh, because he commandeered the plane? Right. that was carrying the gas he very easily and we know that he's a pilot because he crashed yeah. at the beginning of the movie for crying out loud maybe he's not a very good pilot that that could be it right yeah maybe yeah i mean that could be it it's like he knows enough to get off the ground but then like how do i land this thing right um yeah we never saw him land a plane no yeah <laughs> so, so okay so maybe there is a built-in excuse but you know he commandeers the plane that is carrying the the gas that is like the gas the of all bomb, gases right? right yeah and it's flammable because it's hydrogen uh based sure and he chooses you know to launch the flare gun and and blow up the plane now we don't know for sure if steve trevor died in that explosion okay that's pretty I, I think it's safe to assume that he did but as in the case of anything comic book related um who yeah, we knows? all thought Bucky was dead at the beginning. We of, thought, well, we thought Bucky was dead, know. but the Soviets turned him into their version of a super soldier. Did Zeus maybe protect Trevor? You never know. Trevor could, Steve Trevor could very well show up again, right? Yeah, just show up. I don't know. Yeah, because we know that Zeus is still active. He hasn't gone away. So did he maybe protect uh, Steve Trevor, right? Um, yeah. To preserve him Which, for Diana yeah. and, and his daughter? You don't know. Though I think yeah. it's safe to assume that he did die. And and if he stays dead, I'm totally okay with that. I don't feel like we need to be like, oh my gosh, we need Steve Trevor back. Not really. Yeah. But if he does come back, I'm cool. If he doesn't, I'm, yeah, it's fine. But still, it's like he still chooses to blow up that plane when he very easily could have landed it in a field somewhere, notified. I thought Charlie was a sniper. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so the only rationale that I could come up with is like, well, really their goal was to ensure that nobody ever used this gas. Yeah. They're not going to try to drown it or leave it in a preserved Be- yeah, state. Because if you're familiar way. with world war one, it just wasn't the Germans using chemical warfare. Everybody oh, was yeah, using it was everyone. It. Yeah. That's everybody why we came was the Geneva it. convention. Like yeah, absolutely. <laughs> everybody was using mustard gas and nerve gas and flamethrowers. Oh uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just it was brutal, a, yeah. brutal yeah, war. Absolute brutal. And so, you could not because all the other wars were, were fairly good. Yeah, no. Of course, right. <laughs> we're yeah, fairly tame. No. Now we get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't, that seemed a little clunky to me. I was like, mm, more like to kind of drive story forward. It a, yeah. Didn't, it didn't make a lot like of a logical sense. Driver. Yeah, yeah. Didn't make a lot of logical sense. We got to give her one last pain. You know, yeah. we see the three, you know, the three amigos like hugging it out because they know they're going to die at the hands of German soldiers. 
Um, we see the Charlie thing, like all that. She's wrapped up in that like metal thing. And so the treads, we see the treads from yeah, the tank. She, yeah. The tank. Yeah. And so she looks over and sees Charlie and chief and, and uh, the other guy, Sammy, mm-hmm. um, they're all hugging and like, okay, this is it. Like, you know, uh, and then we see, you know, Steve blow up his deal. Um, so it was just like a lot of pain, like right in one moment. And yeah. I think that's obviously, yeah, they needed the plot of that to just move everything just kind of, so she could blast out of that. And that was her final, like fully realized goddess moment mm-hmm. of, of full power. Yeah, what, so, she, what she's doing is for love. It's, it's sure, all for yeah. love. Right? And that's, and that was, that was repeated many times throughout like the, toward the, act, the end of act three um, was, was, Love, yeah. She's yeah. in there for love. So I mean, yeah, I'm with you though. It, felt, I it think, just felt clunky. It didn't feel right. Now yeah, if they it if felt they, a little odd, but if they had tweaked yeah. it to where like he couldn't commandeer the plane, um and, and maybe that was the case, at least the way the scene was shot, it yeah. looked like he was at the controls of the plane. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't, but at least on, on first video it looked like he was at the controls of the plane. So it was a little yeah. awkward because he he boards the plane as it's yeah. taking off. And then the next scene, he's commandeering it. So, well, he he had to fight off some of the dudes in there. Yeah, which we didn't see. We did, yeah. Well, that was kind of weird because they all seemed to be around that plane. Yeah. Um, while Germans were in control of the yeah. plane. Yeah. So, so the I, yeah the editing it was, it was, was off like, on that. It it was it was a little off. Yeah, I didn't really the the continuity just was not smooth. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely. Again, it's like one of those moments, like. Mm, you know, it's a comic book movie. Okay. Like we're going to, it's a movie number one and number two, it's a comic book movie yeah, where so, continuity <laughs> is not always uh, important. You know? Yeah. yeah. I tell you the, there was one, uh, I don't want to interrupt you. No, no, that, going, no, you no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, there was one moment. Um, there was a few moments for me that kind of like dog eared, uh, and this, uh, I actually have to shout out Ronnie, uh, who texted me, uh, some things we were chatting back and forth after I went and saw it. He, te- he hit me up and was just like, Hey, have you seen it yet? I was like, yeah, I just got out of the movie. And he just kind of texted me to he goes, man, here's some of my issues with it. And I was like, fair enough, dude, you know, it's not going to, they're not going to be winners for everybody. Correct. Uh, you know, you could go into this movie and just go, man, this was a stinker and I'm out and that's, you know, no, Hey, cool. I, I you would know? disagree with you. If you say it's I, a stinker, you know, we disagree. Yeah, if that's your, if that's your <laughs> we, opinion, we disagree, I will disagree but, with that opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing about opinions, you know. And, and you can you can allow to, but he did he did text me some things that I was he was like, man, this is what kind of pulled me out. I said, dude, these match exactly what some of the stuff that I was thinking as well. That um, the book that Steve stole, uh, they get that thing, and that is like uh, important <laughs> importance numero uno, um, you know, to get this book who they took from Dr. Poison, who's creating the evil of all evils. Uh, this is got to get back to the generals. This is got to get, this is so important to get back there. Um, but we got to have a fashion show first and we have to like go through the mono- just through that, like montage of trying on dress after dress after dress, uh, in that sequence while this book is like the hot item in the pocket right now that has to get back and is time sensitive and, and everything else. And that was this kind of like in the pacing of it, like they were like, boom, 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 boom. And then like, okay, stop for some comedic relief with trying on dresses for like five minutes. So that was kind of like one of those moments where again, it's not a killer for me, but it was just kind of like, uh, it just, uh, it slowed down to an unnecessary like stop before we kicked back up of like what the purpose was. 
moving forward. So that was kind of one of those, one of those little moments for me. Um, and the, let's see if I had any other notes. Um, a lot of the things that the Amazonians talked about on Themyscira was like being protectors. Uh, I felt like, I felt like they talked about that quite a bit was being like there. They, they are there to, to protect. Um, yet, we're they they only find out that the world's at war in the middle of world war one you know what i mean like in the in the theming of human history like we've had a few knockdown drag outs up to world war one um but they only find out that the world's at war just now so i, I don't know that's like a little bit of confusion of like I, well if you guys are apparently supposed to be protecting the earth if that's what what i was getting from it but we are just now finding out that the the world's at like at at in the middle of almost at the end of world war one like that's we're just found we're just now finding out about this stuff so there was a little bit of like in like the intended use of the amazons was there after our technical break um so the the amazonians seem to repeat that quite a bit or at least that was the theme of kind of who they were um but yet i didn't see i didn't understand why there wasn't um any sort of i don't know maybe you picked up on something i didn't but i felt like there was the the world's at war but we're just now figuring finding out about this but we're supposed to be like a higher level of protector, maybe. Well, I, I, I feel like I can that. that. Yeah, I feel like I can address that. Um, where uh, it's it's something similar that happened with Man of Steel, where we're just going to assume that everybody knows the lore, and we're just going to write a script, and everyone will just know that you know yeah. Kal-El is an alien, and he's going to feel isolated from humans and struggle in, internally with that. Well, you should just know that. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> you know, for yeah. a number of people, they didn't make that connection because they don't read the books. Uh, something very similar with, with Themyscira is we, we do know that they were involved in a major conflict between the gods uh, because they, yeah. they, they, at least what they believe they thought they saw was Ares being defeated. And many Amazonians were lost during that conflict. And, you know, Zeus instructed them that they were to be protectors. Uh, I think the best comparison you can make is everything relates to Star Wars, Ryan, is the Amazons <laughs> essentially became like the Jedi, steeped in tradition, steeped in uh, procedure, steeped in rules that they forgot about everything else going on around them. And they became huh. so focused on Themyscira that it wasn't so much about protecting the world. It was protecting Themyscira. That's what it became yeah. about. And that, and I will agree, some of that narrative is missing from the movie. Because, yeah, I, I can see easily where you make that connection. That, well, if they're supposed to be protectors of the earth, and that's why Diana is constantly reminding them, well, th- isn't this what we're supposed to be doing? Isn't this yeah, what we're supposed to be doing? Which was great to see, yeah. And the, sure. and the queen is steeped in her traditions. Steeped in the yeah. well no well we are the protectors of themyscira and of the gods right. that's what we protect yeah. 
And so you can kind of fill in some of the backstory with that because, you know, when she, when she says, you know, men are easily corrupted, they're, they're, you can corrupt a man very quickly, that it is possible. Again, the narrative doesn't say anything. And, and I'm trying to create an apologetic here for it that some may think carries water and some may say, well, John, you're making excuses. Okay. I can just kind of give you my thought that they seem to be somewhat aware of what was going on because yeah. maybe Diana didn't, but yet they seem to say, you know, men are corrupted. They know who they know what a human man is. They know. Yeah. Right. They, and they know. Well, they, they even, um, well, they, they fought in that war with men. Yeah. Uh, that was, I mean, they're not blind to knowing who like so, other humans really kind of are. Or if we're going to make it even more of a nerdery comparison, very similar to the elves in Lord of the Rings. They, Maybe so. They watched yeah. what was going on and they're like, okay, deal with it. Your problem, not ours. Yeah, the, the fight's not on our shore. Until, well, until the fight started making its way into the, to the Elven Kingdom. Into the forest. Into yeah, the forest. Into they're the, like, oh, yeah. okay, well, I guess it's our fight now. Now we too. have to deal with it. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, but the, yet the Elves were still viewed as noble, right, and um, whatnot. So that's kind of how yeah. I view what was going on with the Amazons and Themyscira. I will concede it was not fleshed out in the narrative. You got to kind of assume if, it, yeah. and, and I know that you, you haven't spent as much time reading wonder woman books uh, as no. I have. And I'm not saying that is a, well, Ryan, you just don't get it. That that's not what I'm, what I'm hinting at. I think you, I think you know that. Well, of course not. That, that could definitely be fleshed out more. I will, I will agree yeah. with that. Now to the fashion show thing. Um, yeah, I can see that as well too. The book was certainly important. I think there's something missing that that maybe you and Ronnie maybe didn't catch, or I don't know. Is you know Steve notices that underneath you know Diana's robe, she's essentially wearing what's going to look like to many people as underwear, right? Well, yeah, uh, she's wearing the Wonder Woman armor. And yeah, that's it. she's wearing Amazonian armor, which is a skirt, <laughs> yeah. you know, in a, in a you know a metal halter top um, and a sword and a shield. And so he knows that she's going to have to blend, right? She's right. going to have to blend. Yeah. And, and it's also playing up on, you know, when you, when you think of the time frame, right? Because, I mean, World War I was not, you know, 1963. I mean, it was the, close to the end of the Victorian age. We still had the Wild West, for crying out loud. Okay? I yeah, mean, you, sure. you still had cowboys in the Wild West when World War I was yeah. starting. Okay? Yeah. Uh, you still had some Victorian era nonsense that was still kind of in play and you know women were supposed to dress a certain way behave a certain way act a certain way and so uh i can see the pressing need to get something over her armor because he can't just go walking in there with this woman like this now yeah you know certainly the fashion show was there to introduce at a candy which i thought was was so convenient that she just happened to be in the department store in which they walk into i thought that was convenient didn't have to go looking for a secretary she just hangs out in the department store um yeah yeah that was yeah, a little herky how we how we found out like how did they know that she was going to be there yeah just accept it they didn't they yeah. couldn't send a text <laughs> no <laughs> we sent a pigeon ahead <laughs> yeah right um send a, we pigeon, sent the pigeon yeah uh <laughs> battlefield one get the pigeon out yeah. so but again it was just like these are those little things that yeah. again like didn't don't ruin the just movie kind of like they don't dog ears the for me yeah. of just kind of like hmm, yeah uh, yeah 
all right, you know, yeah, I get it. Like the no man's land thing of like the easy, <laughs> like softball, yeah. like that was of just like no man's land. Oh, okay. We get, we, yeah. she's a woman. We get it. Like <laughs> no, nothing on the yeah. scale of Pac-Man chewing on a God by any means. No, 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 yeah, not, not no. definitely didn't hit the Pac-Man. Level, I think we so. can agree that, uh, <clears throat> with, with wonder woman, DC has, has tightened the ship. Yeah, they tightened I, it up, I think right? they got their they got you know you you and I have a little bit of differing opinion. Yes. Only because of my distaste for Zack Snyder. Um, well, and but, also it comes down to the usual. I'm right. and You're wrong. But that's OK. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just teasing you. So and, and that's the thing. And, and when it came, I, I looked at it as they got they pulled it, they pulled it together. Like, you know, with, with what, how Batman versus Superman ended. Yeah. We got a lot of holes filled, um, with the extended cut and same thing with suicide squad. There was quite a few of these little moments where you're just kind of like, what's happening now. It, it, it didn't, to me, it doesn't kill the universe. Um, and I know for a lot of a lot of people that really side with the MCU on this, that kills the universe because they expect everything to be, you know, the how Marvel presents it and how yeah. those directors present it. Because Iron it's, Man three and Guardians Volume two were just brilliant movies with no plot yeah. holes whatsoever. Right? <laughs> Shining examples, yeah. but I mean that's the thing. Like it's a different take. They're a darker universe. Yes, and a lot of people expect another Marvel esque no. type of movie. No, it's um, no, when it's, it's not, not be that. going it's to not be that. It's not going to be that. You're asking it to yeah. be something that it's not. It's like, yeah. you know, asking, I don't know. I mean, we pick on Doctor Who. It's like saying, oh, we, we really need Doctor Who to be like, you know, Battlestar Galactica for God's sake. Right. No, it's not going to happen. Right. No. So when it comes to that kind of stuff, like I, I, I just, I feel like with this movie, this bridges any sort of gap that any Marvel fanboy could just like look at and just go like this. Okay. Every DC movie is garbage. Uh, that I, I honestly believe in my opinion and in your opinion, we believe that that can no longer be said, uh, just firing back of just like, well, DC hasn't put anything out great yet. Well, let's, let's look at wonder woman one more time. And I'm telling you it's to me, better than man of steel, better than Batman versus Superman and better than suicide squad. It is the by far to me, by far the top movie, obviously of this franchise. Yeah, I would agree. And to so the, to this point it is. Yes. And, and I hope that DC understands that this is your new foundation. This is your new bottom. There is, you have to go up from here. You cannot rest on your laurels of Batman versus Superman to make Justice League. You have to rest on Wonder Woman as your new bottom. Like, okay, this is this at the end of like our Justice League run. Wonder Woman will not still be the best movie that we've released. Correct. It has to go up from here. I would agree. And and you know that I would take issue with someone who would say that uh, Academy Award winning Suicide Squad, uh, <laughs> Dawn of Justice and Man of Steel are garbage. Uh, I would say no, they are not garbage. Uh, especially if you're going to say, you know, um, someone's going to come at me and say, you know, Suicide Squad, excuse me, Academy Award winning Suicide Squad is garbage. And I really think Iron Man 3 is the cat's pajamas. Uh, we're going to have a discussion about sure yeah. pacing, plot line, storyline and grab assing. OK, for two and a half hours. One did it. The other did not um, take a guess which one grab assed for two and a half hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I think it definitely, though, I agree. And you and I talked about this in, in text message. 
you know, I I thoroughly love Man of Steel, and you and I have not really done a full full breakdown of Man of Steel. That could be something that could happen in the future. There's so much amazing stuff happening in that movie when it's talking about fathers and sons and relationships. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I, I believe that, you know, Man of Steel really isn't that old. I mean, it came out in 2013. For some reason, it feels older than that. I don't know why. Right, yeah. Uh, but it's really not that old. It really, you know, it was only a three-year difference between Justice and, and Man of Steel. Uh, I, I still, to this day, watch Man of Steel, and it moves me uh, in a yeah. number of ways. I yeah. think people don't see the humanity present in Clark because they choose not to see it. It's just presented very, very differently than what they're used to with say the Christopher Reeve Superman. Uh, you know, I think of man of steel when, you know, you know, Clark tells, you know, Martha it, it's too much is a little boy. It's too much. It's too much. And yeah. she's just like, yeah, focus on me, focus on me. What a powerful scene. The scene of, you know, Paul Kent telling him, no, now is not the time where you reveal yourself. And that moment haunts Clark, right? Could have saved his dad. Uh, That being said, uh, it's it's not without its issues. You know, Dawn of Justice. I love Dawn of Justice. Picked it up on 4K Ultra HD. Looks beautiful. There's still some grown worthy moments. Uh, Someone needed to tell Jesse Eisenberg to calm down at some point, right? Yeah. Take it easy. Okay. I mean, yikes. We're not casting the Joker here. Okay. Yeah. That, Uh, that, yeah, yeah. that still does not always set with me very well. I don't mind a different take on Lex Luthor. I don't like manic Lex Luthor all the time. It just, it, it didn't, it didn't work. It didn't work. Lex Luthor was never manic ever. No. And again, this is like he was Luthor's, a calculated yeah. evil person. He was calculated. Yeah, and though. this is Luthor's son. Okay, you can make that apologetic. It's not the original <laughs> Lex Luthor. Still, <laughs> manic Lex Luthor didn't work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I, I will concede that. And of course, you know, with Suicide Squad, you know, we we were promised a lot, especially with the Joker, and and it didn't it delivered on the Joker scenes. That being said, he wasn't a big part of the movie. And then even on the, you know, the home release, you get, you know, a few extra scenes uh, yeah. expanding upon his relationship with Harley that I think are great. They're fantastic. It, it wasn't without its issues. Yeah. Uh, just like we can easily say, you know, in the MCU side, you know, you know, I bring up Iron Man three, but, you know, Doctor Strange was just a rehash of Iron Man. You know, uh, Civil War was just Avengers 2.5. Uh, yeah. Avengers Age of Ultron has its issues, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, there's, okay. I mean, it yeah. almost feels like you're rewatching the first Avengers, but just with a big robot as the villain as opposed to Loki, you know? Uh, so th- both sides of the fence have issues. And you and I are in agreement that it, it is ridiculously unfair for one side to fire volleys over uh, and not take a look at the issues that are happening on your side of the fence. And that's why we are reasonableists. We, we loved wonder woman refreshing after guardians volume two going into that and really being disappointed. And yeah, having that cup refilled with wonder woman. It wasn't a perfect movie. There is no such thing as a perfect comic book movie. It doesn't exist. Okay. Even our all time favorite, the dark Knight, has its what moments. They're yeah. like, excuse yeah. me. Well, right. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> I guess we'll just accept this, you know, and move on. Nothing to see here. Uh, but yeah, DC really tightened a lot of things. They, they corrected a lot of things. 
didn't didn't try to jam pack it with a bunch of you know unnecessary cameos and and references which for as much as dawn of justice gets criticized for marvel does a lot of that too right marvel's really into this how many more characters can we get keep packing these movies oh yeah infinity war is going to be pretty darn hard to keep track of when all these guys start hitting the screen you know over 20 yeah heroes at this point there's only going to be so much screen time you're going to be able to that's why that's why civil war is is broken out into different series of books and that's why it's hard to read civil war civil war 2 because there's so many people involved that they have to put them out in their own series absolutely because that's the only time that any of these characters are going to get a good enough screen time or page time to actually be fleshed out so when you're when you're looking at like a two and a half hour movie of 22 main characters (laughs) like brother it's i'm i'm excited for it oh yeah well i but i hope uh, it's gonna be good we'll see yeah so yeah there's gonna be a lot going on and again about wonder woman is i i would imagine at some point there may have been a temptation to have a Affleck cameo or a reference to maybe the events of Dawn of Justice in the present time scenes or to the events of Suicide Squad. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, one, I mean, one of the reasons, you know, to, to get excitement for Suicide Squad, not only was the recasting of a new style of Joker, which we will go on record again as saying we love, we love bling bling Joker. Yeah. Thumbs up was having Batman in there. And even though Affleck's total screen time is like what, two minutes if that, that he's in yeah. suicide squad, there was a calculated reason to have Batman in there was to, you know, kind of push that forward. But DC relying on just simply Diana and the characters that are a part of Diana's Canon, like Steve Trevor, Themyscira, right. Zeus, Ares, everything that goes along with it really says a lot. And it's paying off in the box office. The movie's making money. I, I, I'm really not, you know, one to just kind of sit and go, well, if it doesn't make a billion dollars, it's a flop. Cause by the way, I'm tired of people saying the DCEU is a flop with three movies before wonder woman totaling $2.2 billion in box office receipts. There's a lot of studios would love to have a flop like that. Okay. Um, (laughs) clear your mind, young Padawans. The DCEU is not a flop. Okay. It's not without its issues. I think you would agree. It has not been a flop. Okay. These movies have made money both theatrically home video, you name it. This made it's, it's dough, but wonder woman is now, like you said, man, it's set a new bar. It's set a new standard. And as of now, I, I would say to date are non top five withstanding though. Ryan, this one may penetrate my top five in a couple of years. I, I, I think it could now, not there. To, I'm not yeah. ready to put it there right I'll now. Need, I'll need a few more watchings, but yeah. I'm, I don't, I would not blame you. Yeah. It's, this one was a very well done movie. And even if it was just a standalone, which we know it's not right. Duh. Yeah. Even if it was just a standalone, I think it stands, it stands on its, on its own very, very well. But from what we've been given recently within the last couple of years, you're, you're right. It was better than Dawn of justice. It was better than suicide squad. It was better than Dr. Strange. It was better than guardians volume two. And I would even have to spend some time, thinking that it may have been better than civil war. Don't know if I'm ready to say that just yet, Hmm. but it's, it's going to, it's giving it a run for its money. 
in that in terms of pacing storytelling and not shoehorning when we needed to shoehorn uh is good it's a good movie if we're if we're giving it scores patty jenkins man she did a great job yeah if we're giving it scores a plus it's an a plus from me it was great yeah not without his problems but it's an a plus and i really really hope dc looks at what people are saying about this movie the incredible positive response to it haters are going to hate ryan right quote our taylor swift yeah hate is going to (laughs) hate screw those guys okay unreasonable is going to go go back to their cheetos and mountain dew and sit in the dark this is a great movie it's a great movie and yeah if 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 i would say this if you don't like it just for the fact that it's a dc movie then that's where you can you can definitely go eat your cheetos and grow your neck beard but if you don't if and if you again if you don't like it because you have your reasons and you can oh, sure. those reasons and you watch the movie and you're just like man it just did not speak to me cool yeah fine yeah <laughs> like, okay yeah i'm yeah I'm, we all live on this planet together yeah. so it takes all kinds so i you know i like a lot of movies that other people don't like and they like a lot of movies that i don't like so that's for sure. how the world turns for sure but so, at least from doesn't reasonable bother, doesn't bother me yeah but at least yeah, from, from reasonable fanboys we like it and we, we like it go like see it go see yeah. it go see it twice ryan go see it again in the theater dude go I'm see it probably gonna go, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back to the alamo yeah go see it in a better <laughs> I'm theater i'm gonna go dude. see it again because <laughs> without without yeah. uh and don't be a jackhole uh yeah, going right? and these movies. Right? don't don't dance uh while the wonder woman theme is moving on and <laughs> and crunching your crunching your 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 malta your your whoppers what he was eating whoppers your or whoppers. some chewy can your jujubes don't eat those so loud that <laughs> <laughs> that everyone can hear you. Yeah. So please, please don't be a jackhole. Uh, I guess that'd be my, that's well, my and, and I, and I firmly believe that, that this is a, this, for this is a two timer. This is a two timer movie uh, in the theater. I'm going to, I really want to go see this. Yeah. Again. You know, Dawn of justice was not a two timer for me. Uh, I was more than happy to see it once in the theater. Uh, Man of steel was a one timer. Um, I think really the last comic book movie I two timed I want to say it was Civil War. I two timed that one. Um, didn't didn't do it on Strange. Didn't do it on Squad. I did Star Wars two times. No, I'm talking about comic books. No, I know comic books, but yeah. I'm just trying to think of what I've. Oh, two-timed dude, Force, Force Awakens was, was a four timer, homie. Saw that four times in the theater. Good work. Yeah, I know. Course. I saw that one twice. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, th- I can't. I don't think I've seen the comic. I don't see. I don't think I've seen a comic movie twice in the theaters. Oh really? You know, Not at all. Yeah. Hey, I know our time draws draws short. Um, I think you said you like again. If we're scoring it, that's not what we do. I think you said A at some point. I'm going. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, I'm going that's A plus. A general okay. score for me. I'm that's going fine. A plus because I DC fanboy a little bit. Hey, I did want to mention uh, as we move on from uh, Diana Prince. Uh, she's our superhero of the day. Good job, Diana. Uh, you mentioned yeah. on the preview show as we get close to wrapping this up. Uh, Logan uh, home release. Um, you know, came out. Yeah, the black, the, yeah, the noir. yeah. I want to kind of speak yeah. a little bit to the black and white version. Please uh, do. Yeah, yeah. Logan Noir. Uh, you know, everyone who listens to this show knows that John was beyond skeptical when it came to Logan, um, and was very surprised, very pleased with the final product. And we spent a whole entire show. I think it was just called Logan. I think is what Logan's we named Heroes. It. Yeah, Logan's Heroes. Thank you. And uh, really liked it. Obviously, was going to buy it, and I chose to go uh, the 4K route uh, just because we got the new TV, the 4K Ultra HD, and we got the Xbox Noise. One SS that plays the 4Ks. And when I watched, I decided I wanted to watch the Logan Noir. And holy cow, man, I loved it. I thought it gave it such a depth 
that wasn't there for the uh, standard colorized version. Actually, it wasn't a colorized version. It was filmed in color. They went and black and whited it is what they did. Um, yeah. It really, especially in the first act where, you know, he's wearing the cheap suit with no tie, yeah. which already had kind of a Western feel to it. Um, really those black and white scenes really speak to that makes the violence a little bit more violent because it's, you know, the blood is black. It's not red. It's black. So your mind has to fill, fill in the gore, you know, Hmm. made it, made a little bit more effective and it gave it really that kind of, you know, throwback era, almost a grindhouse, but without being B grade grindhouse movie. You know what I'm saying? Does that that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, It really gave it some incredible depth that I really enjoyed. Now I am a sucker for black and white movies uh, that are filmed in modern day. Uh, Schindler's list. I couldn't imagine being in color, right? I mean, that's one that, you know, purposefully filmed in black and white for the emotional effect and, you know, mission accomplished Mr. Spielberg. Right. Uh, You know, I have not seen Mad Max Chrome yet. That's the one I flicked through, which is surprising to me. I don't know why I haven't seen that. Uh, I love, I love the Mad Max reboot. Thought it was fantastic. Oh, Again, talk man, about strong female characters in that one. Woof. Yeah, such a good. Oh, that's so a good, great movie. Dude. It's not that's even about Max movie. either, too, which I love. It's not even about yeah. Mad Max. Um, so, solely looking forward he, to. He's it. like it's like the stereotypical like straight man kind of thing, yeah. and he plays it so well. But it's just this cast of characters that is around him. Yeah, that makes oh. all the difference. Uh, in the dude, world. I love George Miller's Mad Max universe. Uh, I I am a oh, dude. Man. There is no better like car action movie fast and furious can can sniff all the butts the road (laughs) warrior is the best car apocalyptic just the road warrior is awesome i mean just mel gibson because they actually had to do those effects and just that that classic mel gibson a couple days ago i saw a tank of not 10 miles from here haul that gasoline (laughs) you want a way out you talk to me yeah it's great <laughs> Mel Gibson, that crazy son of a gun. So, um, yeah, anyway, I haven't seen Mad Max Chrome. Uh, need to. Yeah. But the, yeah, uh, Logan Noir, you know, I mean, it's if you get it on um, anything other than DVD, I believe. And really, Ryan, who's buying DVDs in 2017? Mm, if you're buying it I'm on disc, sure. get it on Blu ray or 4K. All right. Don't be buying DVDs, players. Um, but I think you, digitally, if you buy it digital, you get. Uh, Wolverine Noir, if you buy it on Blu-ray yeah. or, or 4K, you get it. Uh, DVD, you don't. Uh, very cool, man. I mean, I'm not going to dig back into the movie. We've already covered it. I mean, that'd be ridiculous, uh, especially yeah. with the amount of time we spent on, on Wonder Woman. But if you if you guys, if you've bought it, I don't think you can rent Logan Noir separately i don't think you can i, I think you I have to know. buy it um yeah i think you have to i think it comes with yeah. a purchase now that that could change um and we're talking about renting we're talking about like digitally if you're getting from itunes or amazon or yeah. google or something like that um i don't think you can rent it standalone black and white uh but i would say if you've bought it and if you have whatever format you chose other than dvd because it's not available uh check it out because it's really cool um i don't know if it would be the version i would always default to would be yeah. the black and white because uh, the colorized version was obviously phenomenal, but it really gives it a new flavor, a new take. Uh, 
I would say, Ryan, it almost made it a little bit more emotional for me, but maybe that's huh. just because uh, I'd already seen it before. So knowing that I needed to just kind of throw out my, you know, addiction to continuity and timelines. Uh, but it was really cool, man. It was really good. Added a new flavor okay. to it. Oh, and I want to make a correction, too. After watching it a second time, Logan is not in when he's impaled on that stump. It doesn't go through his chest. It goes through his stomach, like the side, huh. which kind of blows away okay. our theory that, that the adamantium, the yeah, the adamantium would have stopped it. Because if it just went through the flesh, um, there's oh, still yeah. would have been enough stump to come through the other end. But the stuff that hit the adamantium would just splinter inside his body. Uh, so, course correction there. He didn't get impaled through the chest. He got impaled through the side stomach from um, sure from X twenty four. So okay, yeah. Oh, and one thing I did notice too. I don't know if it was intentional and I texted you this and I didn't get a response. I don't know. Maybe if you just were like answered in your mind um, and I didn't hear you is X 24 looked a lot like Sabretooth from origins in terms of the hair. Not that he looked like Leif Schreiber, but the, the beard the, or the mutton chops mustache and haircut combo, very reminiscent of what Sabretooth looked like in origins. I don't know. If Interesting. That, I don't know if that was intentional. Uh, huh. If it was, I actually say, hey, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. If not, I say, that's kind of cool. But yeah, when I first <laughs> saw him, I'm like, whoa, that looks a lot like the Sabretooth do yeah. that we got from Origins. Anyway, it's neither here or there. It doesn't really change anything. I, about yeah, the I haven't story. done my Logan rewatch yet. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of excited to rewatch it and then kind of re, I don't know, maybe go back on some stuff that we talked about because that happens where. You you get out of it. I mean, there could be stuff that we're misremembering or or thinking differently now than we will when the movie comes out on home release. Um, but I don't know. I'm excited. I'm definitely. I definitely want to see Wonder Woman again. But I need to rewatch Logan. Yeah. So it, it it's uh, it's definitely worth the rewatch. I would say do reasonableness if you're kind of on the fence. I think it's worth the purchase as well too. I mean, I think you know Logan definitely. We we called it since. X-Men 2, it's easily... Well, I you said X-Men 2. I said Days of Future Past. Uh, the, the, the For me, the second best X-Men movie yeah. behind Days of F- Future Past. Putting Future Past number one, Logan 2, and then um, uh, X2 uh, is, is yeah. my top three. So yeah, it definitely belongs in your home collection, whatever format yeah. you choose. It should be there. I think Logan's my number one out of the whole... Really? Line. You put Logan at number one? Yeah. Okay. I think so. All right. I can yeah. accept that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd argue yeah. with that. Just uh, yeah. Days of Future Past, man. I'm a sucker for that movie, dude. I know, man. You, that's I a, love I mean, it. It's a good movie still. They could, they, yeah, movie. they could have ended it all right there, which they should have, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah. I was we'll, tempted we'll to watch Apocalypse the, the other day. <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, I was just... The, the keyword tempted. Didn't do it. Oscar Isaac and his platform yeah, what, what? Yeah, what else was not on at that point that you were tempted with that? <laughs> <laughs> like... Everything else was. Uh, I just went out my backyard and watched the grass grow instead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at that point, like paint something and watch it dry. <laughs> that's that's a better. That's time. me just leaning on my arm, um, on my hand here. I know you guys can't see. I'm just like, <sighs> <laughs> just watching paint dry. Hey, you and I have a theory though on Logan that uh, the mutants that he saves at the end. Um, yeah, hopefully, man. hopefully, if they if they know how to tell a story, I think definitely could be the new mutants. Oh yeah! If they yeah, tell the story correctly, when they were when they were running off, that's what I mean. Heading towards the border, I had that of Canada. Idea. Yeah, it'd be a perfect yeah. way to do it. But 
we know how Fox likes to perfectly do things with X-Men. So who knows where that'll go? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, all good stuff. Did you want to hit uh, the part four? Oh, quick, yeah, or? yeah. Let's touch on that, too. Um, holy cow, man. There's so much good stuff, right? This is what happens when you don't hear from us for almost 14 days. Uh, so the button did wrap up. Uh, yeah. Batman number 22, or excuse me, Batman 21 to Flash 21, Batman 22 ending in Flash 22. I don't have it sitting here next to me, but I got the very cool lenticular cover yeah, of Flash man. 22 that has Robin on the front for some oddball reason uh he has not mentioned at all it's funny because when i said to you i was like why is robin on the cover of flash 22 now you bought yours digitally i bought i know but i saw the uh so on the lenticular cover i'm assuming uh it flashes between the the almost like a torn page or like the burn mark yes but you got the full lenticular without the burn yeah so the that's without those so my cover doesn't i don't see both covers there but at the bottom you have the hard copy i see where it's a it mine's digital okay uh but it does have the red robin uh down at the bottom Oh, okay 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 so i still see i still see it on there and i had to take a two looks i was like he, you're like, what's Robin doing on the front of the flash? And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, I haven't, I'm not even seeing that. And then I realized that it's, that it's supposed to be three pictures, Batman, uh, it's Batman flash and red Robin. Yeah. Uh, who's on the yeah. front and it's red. It is red Robin. It is red uh, Robin, not, not Robin. Not, yeah. <clears throat> and there's a few people who donned the, the red Robin, you know, yeah. with Jay Garrick yeah. flash in the middle. Yeah. So, and, you know, Red Robin, you know, Jason Todd has been the Red Robin. Tim Drake has been the Red Robin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was interesting. Um, it's funny because you read some of the thoughts on that is that there potentially may have been a reference to Jason Todd uh, originally in the book and then it was cut out. Um, not, no one really knows why red robins that's on, what i, on I the actually cover. did read that as well yeah, yeah that, that the cover was made and then there was cuts in that may were made inside the actual yeah. issue so which probably makes sense because uh, it, it would have packed a little bit more in there now i will say this though ryan uh it is great as batman 21 was as great as flash 21 was as unbelievable as batman number 22 was holy cow right i mean read it and cry i mean just like oh uh it ended a little bit on a with me with with flash 22 um yep yeah i'm kind of with you there yeah fell fell a little flat fell a little flat we had we had the return of jay garrick which was pretty cool um, for about two panels right yeah yeah, for two panels Yeah. yeah but he uh kind of pulled some stuff together and then you know did the did the final sacrifice to get the timeline back in order and get the flash get the uh, uh speed force back in order yeah um but they drew him i thought that was a kind of a neat statement is that when you actually see his panel and he goes my name is jay garrick and i am your friend yeah a flash yeah. they really drew him in the style of and i can't remember his name right now but tv tv is the flash now i'm not talking about um Grant Gusterson, I think is his name. Yeah. Uh, not him, but the original Flash from the 90s who's in the TV show now yes. on the CW as Jay Garrick, the, actually. Yeah, the Flash um, of the 90s with the rubber suit. <laughs> yeah, he now plays Jay Garrick in yes. the new Flash, which I think is from like Earth 3. Yes. Um, in, in the Earth... The whatever earths uh and, but yeah and, so and even though i poked they fun drew that, him in that that, yeah, that flash drew, show from the 90s really wasn't that bad it really wasn't i remember watching yeah. it as a kid and it really, loving yeah it, it really wasn't it was that great bad for for the but time was, frame you know, yeah yeah um let's see uh 
But yeah, I mean, while you're, while you're doing some research, the, the story just kind of fell a little flat. I, I have a feeling we will see Jake again. Um, you know, uh, Flash is a part of my rebirth reading, so I'm, I'm sure we're going to see him pop back up again. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it just kind of fell a little bit flat. You know, we never uh-huh. truly see Dr. Manhattan. Uh, we know, obviously, that's that's who it is that his killed uh reverse flash that is messing with the timeline really ryan it felt more of a not really a payoff for that story yeah um but more of a get ready because here comes doomsday clock in november which i'm looking forward to and i'm gonna buy it yeah. and i'm gonna read it yeah. and i i feel good right now that, it, that it's gonna be yeah. a, a great read because i love what dc is gonna do it's not a massive crossover where you've got to buy every title every, you know, yeah. s- six yeah. days. You got to, you know, uh, pick up your iPad and buy it or, you know, run the wheels by off your individual. Yeah. yeah run yeah. the wheels off your car to get to the comic store every week. Uh, it's going to be a self-contained. I think I want to say it's an eight part story. I believe self-contained great Superman yeah, versus Dr. Manhattan essentially for the fate of the, of the universe. And that is going to be epic. That is really going to be epic and really looking forward to that, to see how they're going to square these two off. Does Dr. Manhattan have the ability to wipe out Superman? Can he do it? Does Superman just, you know, regenerate too quickly? What are the extent of Superman's powers? I mean, it's really going to be an interesting read and I'm, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. That being said, it just, it felt like the button while I didn't really expect everything to be wrapped up nice and pretty would have been a little bit nice to maybe see some reference to some other Watchmen characters like a, a Rorschach show up in there. Yeah. Uh, a comedian. I mean, do are they, are they, we know that they're dead at least in the original Watchmen storyline because Manhattan kills Rorschach. The comedian is, is murdered and that's what essentially starts the story of the watchman, but in, in this right. new timeline universe melding that Manhattan's horsing around with, are they back? Yeah. Do I they, don't know. Yeah. yeah we don't that's know. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, we've, we've gone through, we've, we've clearly in these, the button part four, the button series, we've been traversing through, uh, the multiverse, uh, and different, not necessarily different timelines, but different universes. So we're, we're floating through this thing, you know, that where people can very, re- I mean, obviously we see a return of, uh, we obviously see Eobard Thawne die in the first one, uh, in the first episode. And he's back in this part four because they caught, they, they went back and then caught back up with him, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so like, we're, he's we're just kind of stuck in this loop, you know? He's yeah. Just, we're floating around. Yeah. He's in that loop of before he dies, uh, and comes back into, in the, in the back cave again, because that's how this almost ends. I'm looking at it right now. That's how this issue kind of ends is where they're the last panel of them in costume is standing over Eobard Thon's half body. Yeah. Uh, that we saw in the first episode. So we've been back and forth in the, in the speed force and in the timelines, so um, it does wrap up pretty interestingly. Like I said, though, it, the uh, Jay Garrick, I misspoke. Uh, he doesn't play Jay Garrick on the CW's Flash. He actually plays um, Barry Allen's dad, uh, Henry oh, Allen. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, also, he is uh, he still is a form of a Flash, 
And I think he is Jay Garrick in a different universe, or he's Henry Allen in a different different universe or a different Earth. So there, he he does reprise the role of the Flash in the TV show because he does put on the old helmet. He puts on the Jay Garrick helmet. Okay, yeah, um, which is such a cool looking neat. Flash too. I like that Flash. It's such a, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah it's definitely silver from an age. old silver age, silver of comics, age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So very cool. But uh, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it kind of ended with. Um, after see after <laughs> after you watch Thomas Wayne and Bruce Wayne Ugh. fight side by side and then say goodbye to each other, yeah, you I don't understand where you can go from there. That's, like that's yeah, so almost hard. as if that should have been the end. Almost, but it wouldn't have wrapped up a story. It that's wouldn't true. have wrapped up this yeah. story, yeah, the overarching right. story. Right. That's a good point. But I tell you, the um, but watching those two fight side by side and then watching, you know, seeing Jay Garrick and then seeing River Eubarthon again. Um, and then you've got a lot of lot of dialogue. Um, and what's interesting is that uh, I know Batman won't be won't stop being Batman. But the end, uh, I'm looking at the one of the last panels in this is uh, seeing is Bruce standing in his mansion. The light comes on, and he doesn't and, really respond to it. Well, he the first uh, he he kind of talks about. It. He goes he goes I'm, he goes I'm sitting here. And thinking about the last few things my dad said to me, he's talking to Alfred. And all it was is, uh, don't be Batman, uh, find happiness. And then the light turns on. You don't have to do this for me. You don't, don't, you don't have to do this for your mother. Uh, what did he say? But the, let the Batman die with me. And that was the last words Thomas really spoke to him was, let me die with this burden. Don't yeah. carry this burden because it is a burden. Um, and then Alfred kind of comes up to him and says, uh, sir, are you going to answer that? And there's no more dialogue. And it's just Bruce Wayne looking back at the bat symbol and then looking down. Um, so again, I, I can't, you know, I, very much doubt that this is the end of the Batman, right? But it's just another compounding thing that now he's not only fighting through the vengeance still, because that's what drives Batman is the vengeance of his parents um, that has driven him his entire life as Batman. But now he's got his own dad telling him, okay, we're, we've, you know, you've done it. Let me, let me end it. Let it be over. Uh, and he, I think obviously that's still just going to compound to the pain that is Bruce Wayne. And, uh, he's going to continue to fight as Batman, but that will always be ringing in his ears. Um, and so I think we might even find resolution if he ever lays down the Cape and cowl, um, and passes it on in this particular run of comics, right? We may find some absolution or some resolution with that, uh, with, with the Thomas Wayne, you know, speech yeah so. i i think it's they they can kind of paint themselves into a corner because they've dc has done things like this in the past where yeah whether sure. it's been the breaking of the bat with bane and then Azrael yeah. becoming batman and really being a psychotic you know batman to you know batman incorporated to you know, Nightwing uh, taking, you know, right. wearing the yeah. cowl when Bruce is like, yeah, I'm done, you know, or he's gotten injured to the point where maybe he couldn't, you know, perform as Batman. So, it, yeah, I, I like, but he's never had his dad tell him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting. And, and I, I just kind of think they can get themselves into a little bit of a been there, done that. Uh, if they have, 
Bruce lay down the cowl and the cape. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Th- or, I, I or, very or, much doubt it'll happen. Yeah. But I'm just we that would we would see that resolve in that way if that if that did. But sure, yeah. that'd yeah. be kind of weird. Yeah, it would be. It would be. I, I don't know who they would. Because there's no way that DC is going to kill you know a Batman line of comics. So just Batman, just gone. We don't produce Batman comics anymore. That'd be oh no ridiculous. way. Would, yeah, right. Goodbye <laughs> sales. No way, hey, yeah. goodbye sales. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Especially now when you have right. Batman in the in the in the movie theaters. Yeah, like, right. I mean, on the silver screen, he's the, like, he's the cash cow, man. <laughs> Batman is the yeah. DC cash cow. But I don't know, like character wise, who they would have. You know, but Dick Grayson again. Uh, yeah, D- that's the thing. Yeah. Like, like Dam- you know, yeah. D- how are, Damien's how are too young. Bat kid. Yeah, he's still way too young. <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, yeah. Right. You somehow find Jason Todd makes his way into the Cape and Cal. No, thank you. Well, he's still Red Hood. I mean, yeah. he's still living yeah. and fighting he's, along with. Yeah, that. he's not yeah. Batman. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, or or maybe you know maybe a revisiting of Azrael taking on the Cape and Cal because this is a different timeline. This is a different you know the the Bane that broke batman's back is not the bane that walks around now right so i mean there's ways that they could go though i i think i don't think they will i think it'd be more of a like existential crisis for batman yeah i think that's really kind of what it's boiling down to it's just because it's just another one of those moments of like of him asking i think of just him asking himself like why am i doing this mm -hmm. i've got to remember why i'm doing this and you know, Thomas, while he is his dad, does not have the vantage point and the viewpoint that Batman in this world has. Um, and that wasn't the dad the he knows that he's either. Been doing. And that, yeah, and that's that, not and the, the good that, that was, he's been doing. Yeah. yeah. And so while yeah. he, he had contact with his dad, it technically wasn't his father. Right. Right. So, well, yeah. so there is yeah. that. And not to dismiss the emotional impact. Uh, no, of that it, meeting it was emotional <laughs> yeah you cannot dismiss that because that's the yeah. only you know kind of echoing superman in a way that superman never had jor-el just yeah. just in ai form right yeah and while he has an attachment to jor-el it's an attachment to an ai a, a software programmed to behave like his and dad and that's and it. It's only to teach him the history of, yeah. of, of his, of him and that AI not can, necessarily yeah. like learning the lessons of his dad. Absolutely. Yeah. And that AI can tell him that is that AI has been programmed to tell him I'm proud of you. It's yeah, been programmed sure. to, to tell him that he's meant for something great. And Kal-El has that kind of strange, emotional attachment to an ai (laughs) yeah but yet he knows it's not that's not his dad it's just software that can be erased can be wiped Mm -hmm. and it's gone so where with batman you know alfred has been his father right essentially because because bruce was what about eight eight or nine i think is when his parents were were murdered ten maybe ten at the most eight or i think eight or nine yeah so the only memories he has of, of his parents are as a child, right? Was it, uh, can't remember if it was a comic or an animated movie. It was the comic. It was the comic. The one that I gave you, the 
Superman's present. Where Oh, the annual. The annual. Yeah. And when it infects Annual number eleven. Thank you. Yeah. And when it infects Batman, he's given memories of Christmas. Yeah. Right? But yet he knows he's like, this isn't real. As much as I want it, like where Kal-El didn't know it was real for a while. He he finally caught on. Yeah. But Bruce is falling into it, but then he's like, wait a minute, this isn't real. As much as I want it to be real, this isn't this will never be real. And I can't stay right, and I yeah. can't stay here. Right. Right. So yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic with with the father that the only father he was able to communicate with as an adult wasn't really his father. Was right. his was his dad, but wasn't, you know. I think that's what you'll see kind of plays that existential crisis. It's like, I'm getting advice from my dad yeah. who really wasn't my dad. Who is, who is, who is this Batman who's lost everything? Yeah. He's my dad, but not my dad. <laughs> and should I really listen yeah. to him? Because does he yeah. really identify would, would my dad say the same thing? I guess really is, yeah. is how I would view it. Would my, yeah. no. would my, uh, Thomas Wayne say, don't do this. Or would my Thomas Wayne say, avenge us, do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Right. I think that's what yeah. will play into yeah. Batman doubting himself. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Or we could be all wet. They never address it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. But yeah, on the, cool. but yeah, on the but flash it's side, a, uh, it's nice, man. It, yeah. yeah. But on it, the flash side with, with, uh, with flash 22, um, yeah. mm, I felt I, I I wanted more. I want a little bit more. It was a yeah. fast read too. A, a super really read. fast read. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. But it button. ends with uh, it ends with uh, Doctor Manhattan's hand uh, picking up the button, um, and then we see a zoom in of the blood on the button, and then it zooms back out, and it's Superman's chest. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. the the seal. So. That's how it kind of ends. Cue Superman theme in, in the back of your mind. So that's where it kind of ends. And yeah, looking forward to that. I mean, dude. It's, it's, looking, I'm, looking, really, yeah, yeah, I'm really, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. On the Marvel side, Secret Empire continues to roll along. Secret Empire number two. Secret Empire number three is on its way shortly. Secret Empire number two, absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, you're having a blast with. Those. I'm really, I'm really digging it, man. And it, and it's tough to really unpack everything that's going on with it. If you guys aren't reading Secret Empire, let me encourage you to do so. I, this is one of those times you're going to hear me say the price tag is worth it. They're, they're, it's a $5 book. You get very few ads, lots of art, lots of panels, lots of dialogue, really, really good stuff. Now, that being said, it does force you to read some other books. <laughs> to get some context. Uh, so I have had to do that for a couple of things where I've, I've been buying secret empire physically for some of the side stuff. I've been just grabbing my yeah. iPad and buying it digitally. Um, but that being said, uh, having a lot of fun with it. Very interesting to see where it goes. And if you think that Steve Rogers is Hydra secret empire, number two, hmm, maybe, <laughs> very cool i'm liking it 
Good, man. Yeah, it's really good. Really good stuff. Yeah. Or you can just wait for the collected volume that will come out in a year and a half and you can get it all then. Yeah, <laughs> you can do that. that too. It could be <laughs> it, it could be yours for $95 when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and also another one that um looking forward to that is that it's on its way Young Blood number 2, uh, which should be hitting the comic book racks, I want to say either next week or the week after, if Rob if Rob Liefeld is true to his word, Youngblood yeah. number two should be hitting. Uh, can I just recommend, guys, pick up Youngblood number one. It was a cool read. Even if you've never read Youngblood before, you don't have to. Good, yeah. hard reset. It's a cornerstone of Image Comics, like Spawn it was, like or still is. Savage Dragon, Youngblood was a cornerstone of Image. Not always handled the best because it was extreme. But Liefeld's laid off on the extreme a little bit. He's grown up a little bit. He has grown up. He has. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's he's not writing these books. Uh, he's doing the artwork, which you know still looks really great. He he's yeah. he's drawn some feet now, which is good. And less pouches, which is even better. Uh, but I encourage you guys pick it up. I think first issue, I think was two ninety nine, three ninety nine. Get it digitally. It's not going to break your bank. Buy it if you don't like it. Okay, cool. Right, move along. Uh, but another one I'm looking forward to from Image that I th- believe is due uh, this June. I, I should look it up, but I'm not going to. But it's called Shirtless Bear Fighter, and um, I texted oh, yeah, you a yeah. picture of that. Uh, <laughs> Essentially, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a guy who wears no shirt and he runs around in a uh, world that is being dominated by intelligent bears. And it's literally called Shirtless Bear Fighter. And uh, let's see, I think it is already that seems out. Entertaining. I think it's out. Yeah, I think it's already out. Let me take a look here as I. Shirtless bear fighter bears it all with nude variant cover. So (laughs) get to your comic book shop and you can see him um, nude. I'll pass on that one. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm looking forward to to getting that one. Yeah, it's out. It is out. It's a limit. Yeah, it's a limited release. It looks like it's going to be a limited series. I should say. Yeah. No, I, I correction June 21st. I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm on Image's website right now. The end of this month. Yeah, June 21st. Uh, it is uh, a five-issue limited series. So, uh, But I'm looking forward to that. So here, the, the, here's the synopsis. Okay. After being betrayed by the bears that raised him, the legendary shirtless bear fighter wanders the forest he's sworn to protect, fist-fighting bears, eating flapjacks, and being the angriest man the world has ever known. When wild-eyed, super-strong bears attack the citizens of Major City, Shirtless ventures into the human world to do what he does best, punch bears in the face. But all is not as it seems. Someone is manipulating Shirtless, and only by confronting the demons of his past can Shirtless hope to save his future. A heart-filled, hilarious tall tale for the ages. You don't want to miss Shirtless bear fighter the same the same story hollywood tells over and over (laughs) and over uh i am looking forward to this this sounds pretty entertaining this sounds stupid and i'm gonna love every second of it shirtless (laughs) bear fighter so check that out from image comics june 21st there you go. I'm recommending it before it's even out. I mean, come on. He does what he does best. Punch bears in the face. Love it. 
<laughs> so cool. All right, man. That's all I got, dude. Yeah. Is there anything you're reading that you want to that you want to pimp? I'm pimping Secret Empire, Young Blood, Shirtless yeah. Bear Fighter. Anything that you want to throw out there? Well, I think I'm I'm still heading. I'm still going through my. Um, catch up with the rebirth superman so i'm about to get into i think volume two of, of action uh, comics Super- or superman no superman superman okay um, that's a good one. volume two is really but good. i am gonna be i'm gonna be coming back with action comics as well i'm gonna be reading continuing to read that just for the lex luther storyline mm, i find so it good. pretty fascinating yeah, so right? that's my next steps i haven't made that purchase just yet but uh not a bad yeah, not a bad um, guy lex Luthor either this 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 lex yeah. is not a bad guy which is really interesting yeah, not bad guy yeah so cool. after after the button wrapped up i'm gonna looking forward to the doomsday clock so i'll be definitely reading that but in the meantime i think i'll just be getting back into some soups uh and then go in there so, very cool and then i think a uh, chew volume two that's my next oh, okay that I've, yeah that nice to. nice so. yeah on the collected volume series um i'm wrapping up uh wonder woman volume two really enjoyed that um very i'm sure by design the storyline in there is very similar to what we saw in the wonder woman movie uh, picked up Britannia volume one. That's going to be next on yeah. the reading list as well, too. So that's a, it's a, that's a wild read. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's so, that's d- a weird, you know, weird, wild read. You know, dude, we are really in, um, not just with comic book movies, but dude, I really feel like for the first time in probably a good 10 to 15 years, we are in, uh, a state of excellent comic books right now i really do they, oh, yeah. they, where you can walk into your comic book store or pick up your digital device though i encourage you to buy some paper everybody it's good for you uh that there is just a lot of really great stuff to read right now yeah and not just from the big two right i mean we've talked about image and Valiant, but dark horse has got some great stuff especially with black hammer some good hellboy stories that are happening as well it, it's just a really great time i think to be into comics and a lot of that does have to do with these movies that are in the movie theaters it is yeah. bringing people into the shops and they're buying the new stuff they're buying the old stuff which is very cool uh just i think it's yeah. just, i think it's a really great time for just reading comic books and getting great stories. At least that's how I feel right now. Things could change two years from now. You could just all of a sudden comics just get kind of grungy and lame and they sometimes go through those time periods. But especially right now, I just feel like the writing has been really good, not without its ups and downs, but just the risks that yeah. some, you know, publishers are taking with titles like chew, you know, shirtless bear fighter and stuff like that. Right. Just a really cool time yeah. to be reading comics. I agree. It's a cool time. It is. To be reading comics. All right, man. I just, I got nothing left. This trip <laughs> to Themyscira has been exciting. <laughs> go see Wonder Woman. Read comic yeah, books. Go see it. <laughs> Read some comic books, damn it. Don't just sit there. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Read comic books. All right. That's cool. okay. Stupid. Okay. <laughs> I'm John Lemmings. <laughs> he is. And I'm Ryan. And this has been Reasonable Fan Voice. You guys have a great one. <laughs>